Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast, everybody. I am Keegan Preslak. I am Eric Hoff. And this is a horror podcast where two people in the middle of nowhere don't silence their iPhones and have ESPN notifications go off and talk about horror Horror movies. Yes. Hello, Eric. How are you? I don't think I've seen you since the last time we recorded this podcast, right? Right. Yeah. Well, how are you doing? I mean, this is electric right off the bat. (sighs) Hanging in there, dog. <laughs> okay, dog. Hanging in there. Yeah. I'm doing great, dog. Actually, uh, I moved to my new apartment. Okay. So I'm pretty Big stoked. Deal. Yeah. What are we doing today? Let's get that out of the way. What are we doing on this podcast? Uh, okay. So the most- Hello. We, it's been a while. The most momentous thing in the world happened. Uh, you can go to theaters again. Yes. And we've been uh, several times and we're here to discuss some of those new films that we watched in theaters. And it's kind of weird because it almost feels like- even talking about it right now with you, it feels anticlimactic. Like theaters are back and we're just going to the theater. And it's kind of, other than like that first time being back at our local theater, it's like, oh yeah, we'll just like, I'm like planning to go see F9 this week. And I'm like, ah, oh, what day am I going to go? I, you know? I told a coworker. But that's it. By the way, I'm, that's a good thing. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. I told a, a, a coworker about some film I had gone and she's like, you've been back to the theater? And right. I was like, Several times. Yeah. And and that's kind of what I'm saying is like, that's a good, like it almost feels normal. And I know everybody's saying that, but when you think about it, like I talked to uh, my brother, Ben, uh, you know, we're going on days off and I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to go see F9 on, uh, on Monday. It's just kind of fun. It's just weird. Like it's not an event anymore. I'm just going to go to the theater. What, what, are, what, what are they going to call Fast and the Furious 13? They can't call it F13, duh. I hope they don't make more of them. What? We're being attacked by a fly right now. <laughs> what the but, fuck are you talking about? You don't want more Fast and the no, Furious? No, I mean, not after F8. F8 was just a F8 travesty. was bad? Yeah. But keep giving them to me, dog. I will say Justin Lin's movies are awesome, and he's back to direct this one. Correct. So I am very excited. What I'm upset about is I did not manage my time wisely enough to revisit all eight films prior to the new one. What else is new, dog? I feel like I should at least get in Tokyo Drift, maybe? Yeah. yeah. For the Han Stuff. Uh, right? I saw a Jameson right? Lucas. Shout out to Jamie right off the bat. I saw he tweeted. He'd never uh, seen one? He'd never he said? He'd never see, no, he's seen. The only Fast and Furious film he's seen is Tokyo Drift. Okay. And to my 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 question when I saw him tweet that was, who gives a fuck? Here's here's my thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is. Like, people think Fast and the Furious are like big, dumb action films. Okay. That's fine. But like, I feel like the first one. We, have we talked about this? I have no idea. But I feel like the first film is like a legitimate film. Oh yeah, like, like Vin Diesel is acting. It's a, in that first film. It's like a Rob Cohen movie, and that's a real movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then Too Fast is a joke. Too Fast is fucking awful. And then Tokyo Drift. I is couldn't like, handle fucking Ba with the Ba playing during Tokyo Drift. Are you sure, Da? I'm a hundred percent sure. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, I guess shout out to five because it turned it into what we have now of, you know. I know. And it's kind of funny because really what laid the gr- groundwork and it, just so you know, yes, this is the Fast and the Furious podcast. Yeah. What really what really laid the groundwork was Fast and Furious, which is the fourth film. And it's not good, but it's funny because like that's actually the beginning of the franchise. 
uh, restarting. Right. But everyone just brings up Fast Five, and I actually think because that's when they brought in the Rock, right? Uh, yeah, fast five. which I hate The Rock, so that kind of makes sense. You know what? My mom tells me how much she doesn't like John Cena, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't like big, hunky, muscly guys. No, it's I not do. My thing. I, no, I know you do. I, I love big, hunky guys. Oh, yeah, I know you do. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on this podcast? I just, uh, I, it confuses me. I love me. big, hunky guys. It just confuses me that she doesn't like John Cena. Right. Well, maybe we could get her on the podcast yeah, soon. Yeah, mom. Mama easy. Yeah, we're going to do a whole fucking episode on why she doesn't like John Cena. Well, since you asked But my- you know what? Big Jason Statham fan. Since you asked, number my, one. Since you asked, my favorite uh, Fast and the Furious that's other than the first film seven, is seven. No, Fast Six. Oh. Fast and Furious Six. Love that. Seven. Movie. I, it's the only one I own on Blu-ray. Fast and Furious Six. He dog got the box set. Okay, so uh, is that it for Fast and Furious? I don't know. We can keep going. Well, you know, it's cool. Like, again, I know I'm saying the same thing, but hey, movies are back. Right. Like, holy fuck. That, that, that was the implication. Right. And, well, was that and, we're going to go watch Fast and the Furious this weekend. It, and and it's not something I'm, like, eagerly anticipating, but Here's I the, can't wait to go see a piece of shit movie. Dana and I were going to the 650 tomorrow, and what I'm worried about is, like, the summer blockbuster. I want to go to the film, but I also don't want little fucking children just, like, running the fuck around the entire time. Yeah, well, the get theater. ready. Get ready. And I guess that I guess that's the theatrical experience though. Yeah, I mean pretty like in Carlsbad, New Mexico, going to the theater is basically like sitting in, you know, a puddle of piss. Well, a puddle of piss and a a a, a daycare center. Right. Because right. you can go to the seven o'clock of a horror movie and there's a baby screaming and crying behind you. Right, exactly. And you know what's funny? When I saw Spiral. Uh, which we will talk about because that's, again, what are we doing on this podcast, Eric? Uh, new horror films that we watched in the theater. Right. And so we're thinking the title is going to be Theater is Back. Right. And so, the uh, you know, finally our local theater. Now, I will say I saw Tenet in like August and then I did see Godzilla versus Kong when it came out in March. But when our brand, our, our uh, I'm sorry, our local movie theater reopened was a huge deal. Me and my brother and his wife went and saw Spiral, sat down. And there was a there were kids behind us uh, talking the whole time, and I said, "Hey, movies are back." Oh, because well, uh, air conditioner was turned off, right? And the screen was discolored. Yeah, and and what did you think? Movies, there's, there's movies a, are back. The Carlsbad Allen Theater is back. Yes, shout out <laughs> to Allen Theaters, uh, greatest company on the planet. Yep. So yeah, no, that was exactly what I thought. Is I looked at Ben, I said, "Hey, movies are back." Because there's fucking kids talking behind us, and and we're in Carlsbad where nobody checks IDs. Anybody can get into a rated R movie. Who gives a fuck about anything in this town? With that being said, what what, we've been watching? I well, I think I think we might do this other segment first. Oh, okay, let's do this other segment first. But is there anything else to say about our lives? You're doing well. I'm doing well. I'm hanging in there, G. Why didn't we record? Maybe we could talk that. You've been gone forever. That's right. You've Thank been you. Like out of town. See, I like that. I got a, I got an advocate for me uh, over here. I actually thought it was like real strange because usually you're like up my ass to record, right? And I didn't hear from you from like months. And now, I was like, is he dead? While we can record, is he dead? While I'm working, it just it just wouldn't be as fun. And then you started posting all these pictures of you at baseball games. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is he dead there? So, you know, I work eight days. I have six days off. So for the last two Here days. I work eight days and I got six days off. Are you, are you, are you good? Are you done? Uh, <laughs> I'm never good. The last, that's true. The last two days off cycles. One, I okay, moved. So you're on your cycle. Your yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got a, I've got a, uh, I've got an app on my phone for my cycles. Okay. Okay. Um, 
And the point of the story is I, w- I moved. And so I took my entire weekend moving and it was a horrible her- hellish wretch. Okay. And I'm then s- let's, let's stop real quick. We're recording at Ben's house. Yeah. Again, what's up, Ben? Like normal. Ben is here. He's actually going to jump on for a moment. Now we don't have three mics. I'm surprised we weren't recording at your place. You surprised me when you said we were going to record here. Well, so did I. So I thought we were going to. And then Ben kind of was like, oh, you're not going to record at my house. You offered? I think he wants to be involved. I mean, huh. look at him. Doesn't he look like he I wants just to be involved? We were a nuisance, duh. I just enjoy watching. Okay. Well, okay. So well, let's get Ben on the pod. He could talk for a minute. Okay. What we're going to do. What are we going to do here, Eric? Oh, so I, so last, like two episodes ago, I brought the horror trivial pursuit cards. But today I brought the whole damn stack. And yes. Ben is going to kind of like uh, be the host for us. He's going to ask each other, uh, Keegan and I, questions. And we're going to see who's knowledgeable, more knowledgeable. And you said trivial pursuit, right? I wasn't listening to him. Horror Trivial Pursuit. Yes, Horror Trivial Pursuit. I was taking a drink of my gorgeous monster right here. Yeah, I got a DP that I should have listened to you and put in the fridge. You, you uh, watch a lot of DP or you just drink it? I just drink it. Okay. Um, well, and, and we're going to see you know, how many answers we can get correct. Yeah, so we're going to do a little tri- horror trivia is yep. what we're going to do. Ben has the cards. He's going to explain the categories. Now, very quickly, we do not have three mics because this is a very lo-fi uh, operation. Right. And so because of that, I'm going to move my mic to Ben. He's going to talk, and then I'm going to have to move it back. So if you hear noises, that's because uh, we don't want to buy a third microphone. There we go. But eventually, Keen's going to buy this real nice fucking soundboard. Someday. And a, and a third pod. Over and, the ghoul and squad. It, and then we'll just be fucking, uh, you know, and then you'll And up. then you'll quit again. Potting it up. It'll be time for Eric to quit the podcast. As hey, Dad, that's been it. years. All right. Uh, that was like four years ago. That's crazy. We how long we've we been doing this pod? Six years. Six years. Unfortunately, six fucking. Years. Oh shit! I had shout outs real quick. Sorry. Okay, we're gonna do some. Shout-outs I don't want to miss these. Brian Scott. What's Brian up, Scott? How you doing, G? So Brian Scott. Fine. So after our initial uh, listeners left our our five star iTunes reviews. Yes. We haven't gotten. Have we ever got anything less? And yes. are they people we don't know? No, because I would love that. But Dylan Taylor, what's up, bud? accidentally left us a four-star review like six years ago, okay. but he since edited it to a five-star. Oh, okay. Uh, if you don't like us, give us a one-star. If you do like us, please review us. If you, Even if you do like us, give us that one-star. Now, having said that, Brian Scott left us a five-star review, and I just wanted to say thank you. Okay. Thank you, Brian Scott. That's awesome. You're the man. We have a new listener. We don't... You know, it's funny. We don't get a lot of new listeners. No. So we don't know Brian Scott. So it's just exciting. You know, this is like another Shane Saw or, a, or Brian the Horror Nerd. Right. We, we have another one. Brian Scott, what's up? We bro? have a tight, very little click. Yes. Yes, we do. Also, I want to shout out Kyle Brim. What's up? Because he made us that dope-ass, like, cover art. You yes. That? I do. Um, I do. That, that was sick. That was badass. So I just want to say thank <laughs> you. Okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I just want to say thank you, Kyle, for that. That's fucking sick. Uh, he took. It looks like he took a lot of time to make that, and it was dope. He like thought of all the little things that we like and put them like around us and shit, like uh, Jaws or aliens or Predator, shit like that. So that was cool. Thanks, Kyle. And then Shanesaw just wanted to shout him out, Shanesaw Masker, because he got a promotion at his job. I know he's been struggling a little bit because he got this new job and all that stuff. So I just wanted to encourage him, dude, hell yeah, you got a promotion. And also, I know he's been going through some family stuff as well. So we just want to give good vibes to Shanesaw. That's our guy, right? Yep. And with that, and with that, we love you, Shanesaw. And with that, just want to say now it's time for 
Trivial Pursuit Horror yeah. Edition. Keegan's Trivial Pursuit new... Horror Edition. Here comes Ben Preslak. Keegan trying to work in a new jingle for us. You want me to intro it? Take so, it away, Ben Preslak. So I think, I believe the idea here is that uh, we have a list of questions. Uh, I have two cards and uh, there are, let's see, how many? There are six categories on each card. I plan on asking each of you a question if you don't get it and you can't figure it out and you need to pass, you will be passing it to the other person. And I guess we will keep maybe a score and see who uh, who gets the most questions out of uh, this one game. What if you know it? Oh, I would love if somehow there was a miraculously right. where neither of you know it and I know it. Yeah. That won't happen. I, I, I mean, I Never I'd say never, Don. Didn't you watch that Bieber documentary? I'm trying to remember if that happened whenever you guys did this last time, but uh, I believe it probably did not. Keegan's shaking his head no, but he wasn't there when I listened to it. So he right. doesn't know that for a fact, but he's that certain and he is probably correct. Okay, let's get into it. So with that being said, I think this is how we're going to do it. Uh, I probably won't have the best audio. Ben won't have the best audio, but I apologize. All right. So let's begin <laughs> with a, a burp from uh, Mr. Preslak. Oh, real quick. Every time uh, the podcast starts and uh, Keegan opens it up with, uh, I am Keegan Preslak. For some reason, I always expect you to say, and I'm Eric Preslak. That's very weird. strange because that is not Correct me if I'm wrong. That is not your last no, name. No, no. It makes me think of now, that. Uh, we joke. could we could get married if you want. Uh, in the Super Mario Brothers, when they asked Mario his name, and he's like Mario, Mario, yes. Luigi, Luigi. No, Luigi Mario. Luigi Mario, of course. Yes. All right, let's get into this. So we will start with Keegan. You will be number. You'll be the first one up. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. So the first category is monster. All right. All right. Question number one for Keegan. Protagonist Graham Hess in Signs, 2002, is which of the following? Doctor, lawyer, priest, or former baseball player? Well, I know that uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character is a former baseball player, but I don't know if that's his character name. Um, So I'm just going to say former baseball player, even though that's probably Mel Gibson's character's name. But I know his son's name. Or his son, Joaquin Phoenix in the movie, was a former baseball player. So I'm going to say former baseball player. That is incorrect. Damn. So this gets passed over to Eric. Would you like me to read the multiple choice again? Please do. Now I got me a 33% chance of getting this bitch right. You know I don't remember (laughs) signs. So the choices, would you like to know the protagonist's name again? No. I'll just, okay. just hit me with the uh, answers. <laughs> okay. Multiple choice. So we got doctor, uh-huh. lawyer, or priest. I'm going to go doctor. You are also incorrect. Oh, damn. So it is priest. Ah, okay. Son of a bitch. Zero for no, zero. No points awarded. You are no smarter. No, uh, everyone in the room is now dumber having listened to that. Okay, okay. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Question number two. This goes to Eric first. Okay, what category? Also still monster. Still monster. We're staying in monster. Oh, gotcha. So we're going in Jeepers Creepers. Oh, my favorite movie. We don't uh, talk about Jeepers Creepers here, Correct. but in Jeepers Creepers, what character insists on returning to the dilapidated church, Trish or Dari? Duh, Trish. 
You are incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's Dar. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that is uh, unfair because it's 50 50. We didn't think this through well enough, yeah. but uh, uh, that I guess we'll leave that up to you. Does he get the point? I guess you got it right. <laughs> I don't care. Keegan got it right. It's all right. Well, that is one point for Keegan. Okay. Keegan's up on the board. We're off to a great start. Yeah, there we go. All right. Back to Keegan. Yeah. Question number two, which this category is. Gore slash disturbing. Mm. I don't know if you know much about disturbing films. This one's going to be tough for you. Are you ready? In the Saw series, which goes from 2004 to 2017, which is incorrect. Wrong. (laughs) wrong. Goof. (laughs) What type of physician is Dr. Lawrence Gordon? Ooh, good question. Uh, He is an oncologist. That is correct. Damn. Because John Kramer has cancer, and he's there for a cancer uh, checkup. Yeah. To be truly honest, the fact that you knew he's a cancer doctor is one thing. The fact that you know that a cancer doctor is known as an oncologist, I feel like is an entirely separate thing. Now, is that also just like... Do I do we have to ask Eric if I can have that point too, or or do I get that? That's the rules, actually. Yeah. All right. Uh, This one now goes to Eric. All right. Same category. Okay. Here we go. Hit me up. <laughs> what geometric shape is the, a recurring motif in The Void 2016? Triangle. Square, triangle, or circle? Triangle, duh. Triangle is correct. E-dog on the board. E-dog on the board. E- so it's 2-1? So we got two points for Keegan, one point for Eric. Let's just take the 50-50 point away. So it's 1-1. One, one. Let's say it's 1-1 one, because one, right. that's bullshit. We'll take that point away. Okay. So it's 1-1. We're teed one. up. All right, so we got category number three, which is psychological. Okay. All right, first question is for Keegan. In Get Out 2017, what is the name of the place where the consciousness of protagonist Chris Washington is trapped during hypnosis? A quiet place? No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, the sunken place. That is correct. So that is another point for Keegan. That's easy. And then uh, Eric's question. Yes. Is going to be who directed Mulholland Drive? David Lynch. In 2001. David Lynch is correct. I love that he had to look. But if it was David Lynch. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have never in my life heard of that film. I've never seen it, but it's like. <laughs> I, you know, someone's going to tweet about it today. You know, I'm glad you knew it because I saw the name and I was like, oh, God, this sounds like a hard question. And so I'm glad it actually was probably the easiest question on the board. But yeah, I had no idea. That's like that. That's like David Lynch's movie. And then he did a bunch of other shit. Right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, go Ho- ahead, hopefully asshole. everyone is just like, oh, now I should watch Mahal and Drive, you know, taking little notes. Yeah, Everybody out there. Go out there and watch uh, Mahal and Drive. I heard it's fantastic. I've never heard of the film. <laughs> All right, so the next category is... <laughs> Who can burp the loud? <laughs> Paranormal, which is represented on here by a pentagram. So Okay, here we I go. appreciate that. First question is for Keegan. In The Ring 2002, what must be done to the 
sinister videotape in order to survive, survive after viewing it, destroy it or make a copy, make a copy. That is correct. I'd like to protest. Why is King getting the 50 50 questions? Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I believe actually the first 50 50 question was yours and you just got it incorrect. Oh, shit. Yeah. You're right. Well, you know, we got to keep track. Well, you're right. Can't so, win so, them all, Eric. So, what does that give you? Three? So, yes, it's not three to two, but you're about but to tie yeah, it up. To okay. About tied up. Well, hopefully. I have to go to a tiebreaker, duh. Let's see. All so, right. The next paranormal question. Okay. And this one's for Eric. In session nine from 2001. What is the what is protagonist Gordon Fleming and his company hired to remove asbestos from the bitch. abandoned Danvers State Hospital? Carol Danvers. Asbestos is correct. What? <laughs> that's three three. So that's three three. Three three. We're still all right. We're good. All right. So now we are three three. I've actually never seen session nine. But please continue. The next question, or the next category, rather, is killer. Uh Uh-oh. We don't know anything about that. Mm -mm. Keegan's question, what actor did not return for the sequel to The Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal? Or no, the movie is Hannibal. I'm sorry. Anthony Hopkins or Jodie Foster? Why are we getting these 50-50 questions, Doc? Also, Jody Foster. Why did Why didn't they just ask you like, what skin tone are you? Because it was now, a really what do you, what do you mean by that, Eric? Now, what do you mean by that? Yeah. I meant that it was a really easy question. Really? Okay. Well, let's uh, go ahead, man. Canceled. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, Jody, Jody Foster, obviously. Ding, ding. That is correct. Okay. Go ahead. All right, Eric's question. Who in the 1933 movie? <laughs> Who directed Seven in 1995? Okay, first of all... What the fuck? First of all, before I proceed... Why are these so easy? Before I proceed, I want to open up this bottle of Dr. Pepper. Oh, God, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, God. Uh, David Fincher. Final answer. What? That is correct. Final answer. You need to make a drop where it's just Eric saying, it's coming, it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right, four nah, four. Uh, the, four, four. We also need to make the drop. I just want Titi. Well, that's yeah. that's a great drop. All right, all right. Teed so this is still. the final question. Uh oh. I don't know what happens if this ends in a tie. Maybe we'll we get another card. But I I'll have to figure that out when it comes. We should just do another card. I hope you lose. All right. <laughs> I hope you lose. I want to win. The last category is international. So it is probably the hardest category. I also like how on your card, Eric. The card I had picked out for you. There is two questions about who directed a certain movie. And one answer was David Lynch. And the other is David Fincher. Yeah, that's bullshit. Strange. Anyway. The universe is just fucking with us, duh. So this one is for Keegan. Okay. At the start of A Tale of Two Sisters from 2003, (laughs) in what type of facility is Sue Me being interrogated? Jog on. Uh, I don't know. E-Dog for the win. Police headquarters. That is incorrect. So on to Eric. Your answer is police headquarters. Yep. That is incorrect. Ah, Got him. (laughs) The answer to that question was mental institution. Ah. 
So it all comes down to this one question, right. unless we feel like pulling say, another card. I was about to say, you said for the win, but technically, had you not been able to answer your question, Keegan would have had a chance to tie it with that one as well. I, now we still but this one is for the win if, you, right. can get this, if e, you get this right. E-Dog for the W. I'm going to take a swig of this DP, but go ahead and go read Go right it. ahead. This question is, in The Vanishing from 1988, mm-hmm. what do Saskia... And Rex bury as a symbol of their love. A heart-shaped pendant. That is incorrect. Ah, I didn't know it. Keegan, the question is yours. I don't know. Uh, they bury a... Um, used condom. <laughs> Uh, a key. That is incorrect. I like. Have you done this before, Ben? I feel like you're good at building oh, you the gotta tension. Have the tension. Uh, that is. I mean, what is? I it? also enjoyed fucking- that. I don't know if you've seen a movie or not. So when you answered, and I obviously knew it was wrong, and I said that is the fact that in I could see it in your eyes that like you thought there's a chance <laughs> I may have just gotten it. I mean, are you fucking Maury reading my fucking? Yeah, <laughs> you are not rats. the father. Yeah. yeah. The answer was, I'll tell you as why. everybody else out there knows, two coins. Yeah, yeah, oh, of course it was. I've taken a couple stabs before. I guess. And had it right before. But I guess we're going to a draw. A, yeah, a we got to do breaker. another card. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not, well, I mean, I guess I could just do a card and I guess whoever gets the most questions out of the card, but will we have to go back and forth? That's the question. I think we should just or keep going. We, and just get another, just get two more cards and just keep going. Do another. Two more cards? Yeah. Two more cards. Fuck All it. Right. Fuck it. We got nothing else to do. I got it. Well, I want to skate later. But I got this I fucking, fucking hate this guy. Skate later. Yeah. Why don't you buy that $600 uh, podcasting uh, board? Right. Uh, I got to skate later. Uh, I want to skate more. Really? Yeah. I, I so. I just want titty. Okay. All right, Ben. So we're going to get through this. We'll go quicker. All right, quicker. And uh, we promise that we I fell we're... in front of a new neighbor yesterday, and I wonder what he thought. Did you fall for your new neighbor? I fell down. Oh, all right. How about on this one, we go through the questions, but if there is a question where one person gets their question right, the other person gets their question wrong, that's where it ends. The tiebreaker's over. It's the sure. first time that the score changes and... Gotcha. Somebody takes the lead. The next time someone takes the lead. So so there's a little bit more pressure in this round. All right. So we're back to the first category, which is monster. Okay. Keegan has the first question. What actor, what actor portrayed Sheriff Eben Olsen in 30 days of night in 2007? That's bullshit. Josh Hartnett. That's bullshit. That is correct. Eric, you do have a multiple choice as your first question. Okay. Can't Can't bullshit a bullshitter. All right. Eric's question. What mutated insects threaten humanity in them from 1954? God damn it. Bees, ants, worms, or spiders? Ants. That is correct. In your fucking pants, duh. All right, next category is gore disturbing. Keegan has the first question. Does protagonist Sherry Carson survive in The Wizard of Gore from 
<laughs> I don't know. So I'm going to say, uh, does she survive? No. That is incorrect. Damn. So for the win. Well, that's bullshit. It can't be. Yeah, we, you can't give me that uh, question. 50, 50, 50, we, I already, I already. Uh, These, those are the rules. Well, no, I already I already conceded one of my 50-50 questions, right? Right. Remember that? Uh, so uh, that fucked this whole thing up. That. I mean, I mean that's bullshit. Well, it's up to you guys. No, yeah, give me a new question. Yeah. A new question? Well, I mean, not one, not not the fucking Wizard of Gorwin that he just answered. Yeah. Right. So that's Because technically I had that point from a 50-50 that we just got rid of. Remember right. That? Not that we really give a fuck. This is just fun. Oh, is... I'm saying, can you just give me my Gore question? Got it. Let's go to the next question. Which one? Oh, here we are. Here we are. How did the co-directors of The Void originally get funding for the film? Um, they took a grant from the British Creative BFI. Arts Board. BFI. That is incorrect. Indiegogo. So it actually never mattered. Oh, wait. Well, technically it says crowdfunding. I got it right. <laughs> so that's actually, but we already had decided basically sure. that yours got oh, thrown out. Well, we're going down anyway. But it was crowdfunding and I said Indiegogo. All right. I don't know what we're doing anymore, but now we're just, just gonna go going to go through the rest of the cards. Almost. We're almost done. Go ahead. This next one is psychological. That was a DP burp right there, though. Next one is for Keegan. Okay. What is the nickname Martin Matthias? What is the nickname Martin Matthias is given by the disc jockey in Martin, 1978? Oh, I don't know. Eric, go ahead. Vampire. Yeah. Well, but that's a nickname? I don't fucking remember. I mean, Eric loves Martin. I've never seen it. I'm not going to lie. That was, I feel like, close, but it was not correct. Stragoy? Is the count the count? Ugh. Okay, one more. Okay, every every. No, it's now Eric's well, question. Well, no, but one more to win them all. Yeah. So this one, if Eric gets this one correct, it's over. Okay. I'm putting this shit down. This is actually pretty crazy that this came up as the question. Well, everybody, get re- ready. It's crazy. This is wild. Okay. Is Billy the killer in Scream? <laughs> <laughs> Who did Nev Campbell play in the 1996 film Scream? What is the name of the re- recurring diner in Mulholland Drive, 2001? You haven't seen it, right? Uh, Betsy's Diner. That is incorrect. I don't know. Oh, man. Another Mulholland Mulholland yeah. Drive. Question. Another Mulholland Drive question. My favorite movie. Yeah. I can't believe you guys didn't know this. It yeah. is Winkies. Winkies. What's a Winky? Oh, it's a dog. dick. What? It's a dick. Oh, you know, like Keegan has a little Winky. The next question. <laughs> this next question. not having a mic sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is actually a throwback question to the very first ever. Uh, time that the Ghoul Squad came together and made a video together. Okay, Throwback Thursday. It is a paranormal question. Oh, so it's Lady in Black. Oh, is Woman that the name Black. of the movie? Woman okay, I was about to say, and this is not that. <laughs> Woman in Black. All right, what is the name of the son of the protagonist, Arthur Kipps, in The Woman in Black, 2012, Keegan? Like the character name or Daniel Radcliffe? 
the character. No, I don't know. I don't know. For sure, I don't know. The answer, oh, Eric has a chance. I don't fucking know. It's Joseph. Oh. You guys didn't you know, memorize every single part of that I, movie? I did not like that. I hope that. I never see that movie. I did no. not like that movie. If you and haven't then it seen, spawned a sequel? What the hell? If you haven't seen the video of them re- reviewing that movie, make sure to go uh, onto YouTube and search Keegan Preslak and Eric Hoff. Actually, don't do that. <laughs> no, do that, please. Uh, if This is for the win if you get this. What actress portrayed protagonist Grace Stewart in The Others in 2001? Nicole Kidman. That is... Correct. Fuck you, da. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Fuck you, da. Thank you, Ben. Anything you, else to say? Fuck you, da. Fuck you, da. Uh, have a great show, da. and thanks fuck for you, having da. me. Um, you, I'm going to go over here and go play Fortnite. Fuck yes. you, da. Fuck you, Okay, da. thank you, Ben. You, that was fantastic. I hope you guys enjoyed our little bullshit thing. That I, I had a blast. That was awesome. I'm still flipping Keegan off. Good fuck job, da. da. Good. Hey, ready? Da. Ready? Yep. Thanks, Ben. And that concludes, how did I say it? Uh, it was like trivia podcast uh, with trivia. Ben and Eric. Trivia, uh, trivial horror pursuit. It was something like that. Okay. Now, having said all that, that thank, was fun. thank you, Ben. That was awesome. That, that was, was great. <clears throat> we should do an entire episode where we play the game. Yeah, we should. We should do episodes of where, like, of the podcast. So we'll just have one episode just devoted to playing board games? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun. Um, hopefully that didn't sound too disjointed, but uh, that was awesome. Yep. Uh, pressure Keegan into buying a new microphone and soundboard. Now, <laughs> just pressure me into it. Don't Pre- pressure Eric. No, not me. I got to go skate later. No, he's got to buy his call. He's got to spend a grand <laughs> on two fucking O2 sensors. What year is that car? 2009. Spend a grand. Yep. Now, see, I had to go buy a $1,300 75-inch Sony TV. So Yours sounds a lot cooler. Oh, trust me, it is. <laughs> it is. So, Eric, uh, back to the podcast. That was great, Ben. Thank you so much. If, if For those that don't know, Ben is obviously my brother. It's Ben Preslak. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa. Some, like, you guys are related? Brian Scott may not know. Okay. You know, we have a new listener. He may not know that Ben is my brother. I thought you guys were just friends. Okay, Eric. Fuck you, e dog. Fuck you. Fuck you, e dog. Fuck you. I've known you since okay. I was a kid because we went okay. to Catholic. Okay, uh, here's a dumb story shit. that I've probably told before on the little, podcast. A little, little bit louder, now. A little. Here's a dumb story that I've probably told before, but you know, so like I knew you, but then I think there was a period of time when like I probably didn't see you or anything. That was the best days of my life. And 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 Ben, who's the older brother, went to private school. So then when you made it to high school, I thought you were big. Cause, really? Because I saw you first. Does that what make sense? No. No, it doesn't make sense. What the fuck are you talking I'm about? I'm saying there was a period of time where I didn't see either of you guys, okay? And I guess I just forgot who and was those, the older of those the were two. The, those were the dog days. So Ben, who's, who was already going to school, obviously, yeah. but then you showed up first in high school. What does that mean, showed up? I saw you first. No, I mean... I see what you're saying, but that that is preposterous. And I was Eric. like, oh, he that must be Ben because he's the older of the two, and now he's he's the first one I'm seeing in high school. But in reality, was Ben had just gone to a different school, right? And then you showed up to high school. Is that how simple like Eric's brain works? Where yeah, I was you like, don't oh. know, be like, I was like, oh, he must be the older of the two Presley brothers. Well, bless your heart, Eric. Yeah, because I didn't bless know where you. the other one was. 
I knew you because we went to fucking uh, uh, St. Edward's. Yes. Uh, the church together. Not that we're churchy people, but we grew up Catholic, both of us. And so that's how I know you. Uh, but the best part was when I worked I mean, at the theater. I mean, when you first saw me, you were just like, oh, that's the first Eric, right? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think like that. I'm being fucking dumb, duh. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, didn't, I thought you were the smartest guy alive. I just really wish I would have put this Dr. Pepper in the refrigerator when I got here. Yeah, that was a bad. And yeah. was was the you reason, know what? You know what? Room temperature DP is still good. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure it is yeah. though. Oh, you talking about the drink? Yeah, motherfucker. Room temperature Dr. Pepper. Okay, my bad. Um, Summeryoudeserve.com. Is part of the reason you didn't put it in the fridge because you would have had to touch the fridge? I just it didn't. No, I thought we were gonna like eat and like record right away. I didn't think I needed to keep my Dr. Pepper chilled. Your DP. My Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're Dr. Pepper. Okay, so I'm just going to go off on a totally different tangent. Okay, okay? great. Because this is spiraled. Get it? Yeah, okay. This so, is spiraled out of control. So, so there's this skateboarding website called The Barracks. Oh, great. Go ahead. And in addition to being a website, it's a private skate park. And one of the biggest things about TheBarracks.com is they have what's called Battle at The Barracks. Yes. And it's where they invite professional skateboarders uh, to come to play games of skate. If you don't know what a game of skate is, it's like horse for basketball. One person does a trick. If the other person doesn't land it, they get a letter. First person to have skate loses. If you don't know what horse for basketball is, fuck you. Okay. And so this year, they're just like blowing it out huge, right? They usually just do 32 skaters, but this year they're doing 64. Holy shit. And there's four different groups of skaters. They're doing pros, Joes, uh, skateboarders that aren't sponsored. Right. Uh, social media influencers and then icons, you know, pros that we've known, you know, forever, right? Like Eric Hoff. Okay, right. So anyways, the the sponsors of, of this battle at the barracks are like popular drinks such as uh, Liquid Death and Clean Cause. So anyways, <coughs> you know, we're talking about Dr. Pepper. We're talking about drinks. That's how I came up onto this. I guess the dude that owns Liquid Death yeah. skates. Okay. And so he proposed that like uh Red Bull, uh Mountain Dew, uh some other fucking drink company. Probably Monster. Monster, yes. Yeah. They should all play games of skate with each other. Now, why is that funny? Because the dudes that own Red Bull and Monster and Mountain Dew, they're just fucking old ass white guys. Right, right. <laughs> but this dude from Liquid Death is like, Well, let's see who's got the best skate uh crew. Uh, drink company. Yeah. Right. Fucking preposterous. And I love every second of it. Love it, Doc. Yeah. Okay. Now, <clears throat> this is a horror podcast. No, we're going to keep talking about drinks and skateboarding <laughs> and, <laughs> and Trivial Pursuit. I'm sorry. I've been on my tangent. You go on yours. Uh, I've got no tangent. I don't think. Okay. I think we just need to start talking about fucking movies at okay, some point. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so, hit the music. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. I think we're in what we've been watching, right? When he first issued this, this, these fucking, this challenge, I was like, wow, all those drink companies have dudes that skate? And they apparently don't. Uh, no, they're just old white guys. Right. right. The owners. 
as always, okay. they're just old white guys. Yes. yes. Right. Correct. Uh, with that, Eric, I think it's what we've been watching, right? We played yes. the music already. Uh, do you want to start? You want me to start? What do you want to do? I've been talking so much, Dot. You go first. All right, Dot. So I just will. All right. I feel like after all that, it's going to be weird to just start talking movies, but bear with me. Okay. So the first movie I want to bring up is I finally watched my Vestron video copy of Little Monsters. <laughs> oh, okay. I've never seen it. Well, Howie Mandel, Fred right. Savage. Yeah. So apparently this is sort of. 1986? Something like that. Okay. Uh, Vestron video, Blu-ray. Uh, let's start off the bat. Looks bad. Wow. But that's sort of Vestron's thing. That's kind of their thing. Yeah. Right. Like when they put out their Slaughter High Blue, which I was really pumped for, it looks bad, but it looks better than like the DVD did. Sure. And so Little Monsters looks bad. Fred Savage, Howie Mandel. Uh, it, this is basically Monsters, Inc. before Monsters, Inc. I feel like Vestron is like the ghoul squad of a boutique uh, DVD company. They take their time putting out shit. Right. It's not the best quality. You want to know why? Because it's not really a boutique label. It's just Lionsgate. Gotcha. That's but so, I mean, they have somebody devoted. No, they do. To but Lionsgate putting these packages together. Lionsgate doesn't care about. It. That's why they're like ten dollars now, which is kind of cool. Like I got. Yeah, I bought fucking shivers. See, I have at sh- Walmart for ten bucks. I have shivers and. Uh, little monsters. I got them for twelve bucks, like when I pre-ordered them on Amazon. Yeah, and now they're doing the wraith, and the wraith is twelve bucks, and I've never seen the wraith. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, little monsters. Howie Mandel, Fred Savage. This is basically uh, uh, Monsters Inc. before Monsters Inc. Okay, uh, that sounds mon- fun. Monsters come out from under your bed. Uh, Fred Savage discovers it and goes into the monster world, oh. and it's 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 Monsters Inc. Okay. And uh, if it sounds cool, it is. But I think it's probably cool if you're like a little kid and you saw this. This is probably like kid gateway horror. Like um, maybe like The Gate. Uh, the Gate, I think, is a better movie than this. But Another restaurant title. Yeah, and The Gate's good. But The Gate is also kind of for kids. And this is for kids. And so I enjoyed it. But I ultimately didn't really like Little Monsters. Okay. So uh, I know this is a movie people really like out there, but I think if I had saw this when I was a kid, this would have been probably one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Gotcha. Uh, it reminds me of, it, it, it's almost like Disney Channel original like level. The way you were describing it made me think of, was it Can of Worms? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Can of Worms. Exactly. Or another one that I loved when I was a kid was uh, Don't Look Under the Bed. Yes. That was a Disney Channel original movie and similar to that. Okay. Uh, I think that movie's better than Little Monsters. Okay. But, you know, Little Monsters has its charm. Uh, I thought Howie Mandel was annoying as fuck really? as the monster. Uh, maybe if I was a kid, I would Are have... there multiple monsters or is it yeah. just Howie Mandel? Yeah. So once they go and into... And are they the... practical? They must be if it's They're 80s. all practical. Yeah. Um, and so that's the thing. It has charm. It's all practical. Uh, I did not ultimately like this movie, but I was happy to have seen it. Like, you know, I don't think I need to own Little Monsters, but for 10 bucks, Slipcover, Vestron, you know, I think it's worth owning. And especially if you have seen it and liked it when you were a kid, but this is kind of an odd review because really the end of it is I actually didn't really like this movie. You're glad you watched it. Yes, yes. for sure. It's Experienced like something it that's in my lexicon now that I understand what Little Monsters is. Sure. But I didn't really like it. Okay. So anyways, Little Monsters, Vestron video. Um not feeling that movie at all. I thought Howie Mandel was annoying as fuck. He did this thing in the movie where like, uh, oh, let me say this about the Vestron release. They interviewed him and it's a great, great, it's like 2020. 
Yeah. Okay. It's a great interview with him. He like talks all about it. He even brings out the jacket he wore in the movie. He still has it. Oh, he cool. wears it in the interview. Um, he, he like tells this whole story about how like he's, he, you know, it was like horrible to make because he had latex all over him, but he's happy he made it. And it was like just a fantastic, like all I did was watch it. I watched the movie and then I watched the, that interview with them and I thought, cool. Now I know what Little Monsters is. Put it back in the case, and I will never think of it or watch it again. Sounds sounds like you enjoyed that interview more than you enjoyed the film. I did because it was cool. Like he's a big star, sure. You know, and he was just chilling, talking about like a shitty horror movie he made a million years ago, and so that was really cool. So big ups to like Lionsgate letting Vestron like probably pay him to do that interview. Sure. Um. So, anyways, uh, little- I was I was enjoy when people aren't hard on. Stuff they did in the past yeah. that maybe wasn't so hot. Yeah, he was saying he uh, he hated making it, but was happy to have made it because at the time he wasn't getting a whole lot of offers, so it was something for him to do. It was the first movie he made. Is this pre-Wonder Years for Fred Savage? I don't know. Okay. Probably. Probably, because he's like a little kid. Okay. Uh, so probably. Um, so, so for the next episode, we're going to do the Wishmaster Collection, right? I watched the first two of that. That restaurant also put out. I have that signed by like everybody involved in that fucking. How did you get that? Was it from uh, Dark, Dark Delicacies? Dark Delicacies. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, what's his name signed it. That that uh, that actor. Uh, I don't. I can't remember know. his name. But he's a big star. Good thing that's not a trivia question. So Little Monsters did not like that movie, but was happy. Like that restaurant release is pretty cool, and okay. especially how cheap it is. If that was thirty bucks, that movie Ooh, looks like hit. shit. Right. Yeah. But for fucking twelve dollars shipped, like that's a dope. You know, bless them for putting that out for twelve dollars. I almost feel like I don't really give a shit about what Vestron's putting out, but if it's gonna be this cheap and like in Walmart, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll pick them up, duh. Like that's why, like, so they're doing the Wraith, and I've never seen that. And that's a movie people talk about. And if it's gonna be fucking twelve dollars, I'll buy the Wraith and watch it eventually. Right now, I've had that Blu-ray for almost a year, and I just watched it a week ago. Mm. The Little Monsters. Mm. Okay, that was too long on Little Monsters because I don't really care about it, but it was fun to watch that Vestron release, Eric. Let's keep the Vestron talk going. I watched another David, uh, David Cronenberg. Oh, there you go. Shivers. Uh, his film, Shivers, right, exactly. See, and whenever I picked out Little Monsters, I was like, should I watch Shivers or Little Monsters? And I thought, I don't want to get too serious right now, so I watched Little Monsters. That makes sense, and, and I'm not saying Shivers is some crazy serious film. No, not at all. Uh, it's actually the best setup in the world. Okay. There's this apartment complex that has basically like everything you need to like never, ever leave. It's got shopping centers. It's got a hospital. It- uh, there's Colby Jack, the dog. Go yes. Ahead. Go, go ahead. Sorry about the, uh, the dog. Go ahead. There, we love Colby. We love Colby. There's various things to do for entertainment. And it's just this huge high rise that basically offers you the opportunity to never technically leave home. Okay. You're always just close by, right? So there's a viral outbreak. And people basically act like zombies. But when you become infected, all you want to do is fuck. Nice. And unfortunately, the movie... That's something you would like to get. And unfortunately, well, the movie isn't that cool. Okay. As the premises. Uh, There's like some cool gore, I guess. Um, There's some like fun premises where like... The infected people, they can act normal until 
finally becoming overcome with the virus. Like there's a part where this man and woman invite this man into this like room. They're like, no, there's nothing strange going on in there. But then as soon as he gets in there, there's a whole bunch of people in there wanting to fuck him. Nice. You know, kind of sounds like society almost sort of. And it's about like one dude and his wife trying to survive. They're stuck in this apartment complex trying to survive all these people wanting to fuck, trying, trying to fuck him. Okay. Basically want to fuck you to death. I did like it. It was cool. But unfortunately, it's not as cool as that premise. Okay. So, again, how, what we just said about Vestron. 10 cheap, bucks. Find it at Walmart. Fuck yeah. Yeah. David Cronenberg is a fucking legend. You know, he's one of our all-time great uh, horror film directors. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Watch Shivers. You got it? Yeah, I have it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Watch Shivers, dude. I plan on it. Yeah. I plan on it. It's just like, it's kind of funny because it's almost like it was so cheap. I'm like, I'll get to it eventually. Is Rabid the same thing? And Scream Factory put that out. Yeah, I don't... You know what? I kind of almost want to say fuck Scream Factory for their $35 blues. Yeah. But Scream Factory, like, actually mostly rescan shit. Gotcha. They'll do, like, a new scan. Like, that's the thing. Like, I li- never want another poster again. No, me either. From anywhere. Me either. Well, unless it's something cool from Mondo. But other than that... No. Like I don't need any more pre-order posters from no. Scream Factory. No. It, it's funny because... Uh, I actually sold my Friday the 13th posters I got from them. Oh, really? Because I got the lithograph and then just a poster, and it was the pre-order stuff. Okay. I sold it on fucking uh, eBay, like, pretty cheap, and just got money for it because I was like, I just don't want these. Like, I uh, it was funny because when I was – so I just moved to a new apartment, and my mom, I, t- I was talking to her, and she's like, oh, I got you a couple things for your new apartment, like, just, like, a couple things. And I was like, I hope it's nothing to put on the fucking wall. And she's like, oh, no, I did not get you anything for the wall. Because I have so much fucking bullshit. Like, you saw my tweet. I was like, oh, being a horror nerd and collecting or a movie nerd and collecting all these prints is cool until you have to move all this stupid bullshit. Right. Um, And so I have, like, all these Mondo prints and stuff. I know it's almost like a humble brag because they're cool. They're fucking awesome. But, uh, yeah, I don't ever want another fucking poster again unless I really want it. Like, unless I want it. I don't want shit to come with anything. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the one thing I'd say is like, you're saying like, okay, fuck Scream Factory for doing $30 Blu-rays. Well, I'll tell you this, like Vestron is doing almost nothing. And so that's why they're $10. But mm. if Scream Factory does like a 4K scan or even a new 2K scan, like that's the Lord's work, dude. Like they're doing... I think the um, uh, even the new House of Wax, that new House oh, of Wax yeah. release, that has a new 2K scan, which I think is weird because that movie came out in like 06 or something. Mm-hmm. But still, they're going to give it a new transfer. And for me, if you're going to go and scan a fucking film print and redo it and put it on there, like that's worth 20 to $30. What's not is if they just fucking put out the same uh, like HD transfer that's already been out. That's, yeah, if that's 30 bucks, fuck that. That's stupid. Um all right. Anyways, so that was that was Shivers. David Cronenberg Shivers. You know, I feel like David Cronenberg is a is a blind spot for me for sure. I've seen a few of his movies, but that's it. Right. Um, and I want to see more. I mean, now when I hear Cronenberg, all I think about is fucking Jason X. All no, all that bullshit uh, going on and fucking what's that movie called? This fucking fly dog. I know these flies are killing us. Possessor. Possessor. Okay, so. I'm just saying when I hear Cronenberg now, I, all I think of is all the fucking Son. nasty fucked up gore and like how mean spirited uh possessor is, mm. uh, which I know is his son, but anyways, so sorry, shivers. 
Shivers. Right. Um, so another, okay, I want to rattle these off. And actually, I'll, I'll make this it for my what I've been watching. Okay. I rewatched a bunch of Saw movies. Okay. So leading up to Spiral, I just kind of got inspired. Now I got excited uh, to watch, to rewatch Saw sequels that I hadn't seen in a while and saw the first film. So let's, I'll make this quick. I'm just going to run through a bunch of shit. So I want to start with Saw, the first film. Okay. You they, pick up that 4K. They, they put out UHD? that 4K. Yep. So I got the 4K steelbook actually from Best Buy. And uh, while Saw is obviously not a like pretty shot movie, right? It's, it's very grainy. They probably shot it on 16 millimeter. It's supposed to look like shit. Uh, the 4K transfer was great. It just it it helps to have. Now I don't want to get geeky, but it helps to have a higher bit rate and a higher resolution. And it's not like, oh my god, you can see the pores on Doctor Gordon's skin. That's not like this type of this film, motherfucker. That's why you knew that question because you just watched it, huh? Well, I mean, no, Saw. I love Saw. Okay, okay. So, uh, I didn't just watch it. I watched Saw at I end of April. I didn't. Okay, gotcha. Anyways, the 4K is awesome because while Saw, again, is not the most gorgeous movie, uh, it just, this is the best it's ever looked. And you can feel like, oh, like this is a great looking version of Saw. So that was cool. I love Saw. Rewatching it, it's always funny because that film is not really like a gore movie. We've talked about that a lot. That's what it turned into. Right. It's more of like a detective thriller. But uh, I have to say, like for that being James Wan's first movie, uh, rewatching it, you're like, this is what he made. Like, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it has, you know, it's moments and rewatching it. You're kind of like, oh, wow, maybe that wasn't as good as we thought, but I will just say like, as a full film saw is incredible. Like, and especially compared to some of the sequels, like I cannot believe James Wan, but I, I don't know why I'm saying that everything he makes is fucking good. Except, uh, furious seven, except yeah, this motherfucker. Dude, Malignant is this year. September. Can't fucking wait. Okay. So I also rewatched Saw 3. Okay. Great movie. Horribly disgusting. Um, you've said this before. You, yeah. You've described it as goopy. Very goopy. There's that scene where they're they're uh, they're uh, pouring pig guts on that guy and he's drowning in the pig guts. A mm. um, lot of fun. You know, there's this stuff towards the end where like they end up uh, sawing into uh, Jig... No, no pun intended. Jigsaw's uh, skull and like peeling his skull off and like fucking with his brain and shit. Um, that movie is just fucked up. So I love Saw Three. Darren Lynn Bowsman. We'll talk about him. Love Saw Three. Uh, I just want last one is Saw the Final Chapter. Rewatch that. Uh, that Which one is this five. That is the final movie. It's called Saw 3D. The oh, final yeah. movie before Jigsaw and then Spiral. Gotcha. Uh, and this is the one where spoilers. Have you seen all of them? Yeah, not recently, but yes. Yeah, this is the last Saw movie. Like, so so there's Saw 1 through 7, right? And then there's Jigsaw and then Spiral, okay? Right? And so 7 is called The Final Chapter now. Wanted to quickly say, this is the worst fucking looking movie on the planet. Uh, there's stuff early in Saw, The Final Chapter, that's like, it looks like they're like on a set, like in a backyard uh, or in an office building. Having said that, I think it's also due to the fact that it was shot in 3D, and I always feel like when you go back and watch movies that were 3D, they always look terrible if they're not in 3D. Mm. Like even My Bloody Valentine 3D kind of looks bad at times because it's it shot so cleanly for those 3D cameras that when they're not in 3D, you can kind of see all the, it looks terrible. Like, I don't know. Saw Final Chapter looks terrible. 
uh, it's an okay premise. It's an okay movie. Um, it just kind of reminded me like, Ooh, maybe these are bad. Mm. Like maybe the saw sequels suck. And I know people probably thought that I kind of was like, well, I like, you know, a few of them. Uh, I think saw one, two, and three are great from there. It's probably, that's probably it actually. Cause the rest are like, they remind me of like how, like the final destination series kind of went downhill and we're just bad by the end. I rewatched Jigsaw uh, yeah, right before so, so Spiral. Did so did I. I like it for like 75% of it. Yeah, me and too. I feel like it falls apart uh, kind of at the end when we're getting our revelations. Yeah. Uh, I dig it though. I kind of like how it's not a single trap, but how it's like they're like got to go from room to room and each time there's right. a new trap. I'm, I, I enjoy Jigsaw. We re- we rewatched Jigsaw before Spiral as well, and I like it. Yeah. I like Jigsaw. I think the only thing, it, the only uh, murder it, that it commits is like the 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 final trap with the fucking it's CG, it's uh, lasers. Oh sure. Other than that, and I, I like that movie. I remember being like on the hype train for that when it was like we know John Kramer's dead, so how yeah. is he pulling these strings? And I only and I'm like into like what that ends up being. Yeah, and what it, I don't like is how there's someone else and how the how the film explains that. That's yeah, where it loses me. Yeah, and I I mean that had a, that movie Jigsaw has a bunch of really cool shit in it where uh it's like well, it takes place in the future and there's people that like collect there's like fanatics that collect his traps and shit. Right. So there's this like fan club dedicated to like the cult of Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. And uh I wish they would do more of that. Mm. Like, I feel like that was probably the way forward. Like this, like collective of people that's like worshiping Jigsaw's work. Okay. Um, and then Spiral was made, mm-hmm. which is just sort of not really a Saw movie and, or any of that. And so, but you know, my thing with Jigsaw is I feel like, it, like I always say, right. You hear me say this a lot. I feel like everybody got caught up in like, oh, does that make sense? Does it all add up? Gotcha. Like, like, could he really have done that? Because I'm not going to say the twist of Jigsaw, but the twist is it may not be taking place at the same time, which is sure. a common Saw motif. And people are like, well, how could he have done that here? It's like, dude, it's I'm Saw. It. Like, how could any of it have been anything? It's <laughs> right. such a fucking stupid like series. Uh, why don't just have fun with Saw? So I like right. Jigsaw. Yeah. I think it's a lot of fun. I dig it too. I dig it too. That's it. I'm done with my what I've been watching. We have one other movie before the bangers, the big ones, um, which is Oxygen. Mm. But what do you want to talk next? Uh, I like this one so much. It's called Spontaneous. Oh. Have you heard of this? So yeah, I really want to see this. Um, I haven't yet because I, I've heard that it's, all, it's so... Um, it has such a heart, it'll probably make me cry. Oh, yeah. Right. And so when people tell me that, I'm like, oh, awesome. But then I sort of pull back. I'm like, well, do I really want to cry today? Right. So I haven't seen it. I really want to. Yes, I I know all about it. I almost watched it with Ben and his wife. Uh, But so tell me about Spontaneous. Okay. Spontaneous is about, uh, it takes place in high school. Exploding teenagers. Uh, Literally. Right. Spontaneous uh, combustion is the idea that people can just suddenly explode. Uh, from the inside, like you just blow up internally, right? And uh, the film takes place at a high school where a student uh, spontaneous combusts, and no one knows the reason uh, why this could happen. So initially, they quarantine the children uh, that were around the kid that um, right blew up. So uh, 
you know, it's kind of a tense scene where these kids are agitated. They don't know what's going on. You know, why are they being uh, forced to stay together? And one of the kids suggests, you know, what if it happens again? It could happen to us. So one of the kids that's in the group hears this, and that gives him the courage to go tell his crush, uh, I like you. Right. Because, uh, you know, who knows? He could be next. He could explode next. So and is that Catherine Langford? Is that the, is that yeah. the main actress? I don't know. Uh, so the film follows uh, this young couple starting to get to know each other, fall in love. With a ticking with the clock. fear of one of them right. could literally explode. So we at better any time. we better do everything we can before it's incredibly sweet, right? Uh, but then there's also literally kids exploding, so there's just like blood and gore just right flying across the screen. Uh, I like this one a whole lot, dude. It's really good. I can't remember that that writer's name, but he wrote and directed that, and that dude had this crazy string of like underwater spontaneous and there's something else in there. I'm forgetting. Um, he wrote all these movies that suddenly came out at once and they were really good. Uh, but go ahead. From what I understand, this is adapted from a, right. A novel. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would call it like a teen romance film, but, uh, man, watch spontaneous. If you guys are up to it, it's, I watched it on Hulu. It was Brian Duffield. Okay. And I can't remember. Oh, oh, it was uh, Love it, and Monsters. Love and Monsters. So uh, it was like Underwater, Love and Monsters, Spontaneous. Oh, and he wrote uh, he wrote The Babysitter. Oh, wow. So like he had. Well, if I had a pick out of all those films, Spontaneous is the superior one. Right. And I think he, I'm pretty sure he directed that. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it's super good. I liked it a bunch. Nice. Uh, I, I need to fucking see it. I wanted to, and then I heard about it. It was sweet and probably gonna make me cry. And I was like, well, fuck, do I really want that? Like today? I mean, you know, it's like, I never, I never watched that Netflix movie marriage story. Oh yeah. I mean, and I really, I really want to, I love those two actors. I love stuff like that, but it's like, do I want to cry for two hours? So I just haven't seen it all. I never saw inside out for that reason as well. Okay. The uh, Pixar movie. Right. Uh, All right, Eric. I guess I got just one more. I'll Go ahead. I, I saw Simon Barrett's directorial debut, Seance. Yes. Uh, this uh, takes place at a uh, private all-girls school where a group of girls perform a seance. They're like the cool, popular kids. And one of the girls dies. And so a new girl shows up, takes her place, and then uh, spooky shit happens. Spooky shit. And the film... Never tells us what's going on. Is it supernatural or is it? Is there is there a killer? Is this? It's not the house that's haunted. It's um, your son. Right. Exactly. Uh, this was pretty cool. Uh, it was cool to see uh, see Simon not just writing but right directing as well. I dug this one a bunch. So you liked it? Yeah, definitely. Where'd you watch that? I just rented it from the Microsoft Store. And that's Seance. That is Seance. I had one more I forgot about. Well, shit. Well, I rewatched Conjuring 2. Okay. Uh, in preparation for Conjuring the Devil Maybe Do It. Okay. Why don't you think they called it 3? Uh, Are they saving 3 for 1? Let's let's talk about that in a minute. Okay. Um, I rewatched Conjuring 2, and maybe, maybe I should have saved this just for our Conjuring 3, uh, which is Devil Maybe Do It conversation. Um, but I guess I'll just end our, what we've been watching with goddamn conjuring two is fucking awesome. Mm. Also my house, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Bill Wilkins. My name is Bill Wilkins. Uh-huh. I am 72 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill, Bill, Bill. Uh, Conjuring 2 is fucking awesome. Now, I will say, like, it is not a masterpiece like the first film is. I think the first film is a masterpiece. I think this film has, like, Conjuring 2 has, like, weird, weird, like, plot stuff that's fucked up towards the end. And I know why, because the nun, Valak, was not in this movie. That I guess shot the whole Conjuring 2, and then uh, it wasn't working, so they went back and reshot it, and he added in Valak and the nun. And that's really? why it feels so, like, sort of disparate towards the end. Like, you have them leaving, and then, like, on the train, you have Vera Farmiga, like, like what's your name, demon, and all that. Like I didn't know that. It, it, it doesn't, for me, it does not fit together. And I feel like it's trying to do too many things. Like they're setting up the crooked man, but then they also, it's not, it, Valak is using all these other things to, to, you know, and then they, I don't know. Having said all of that, the conjuring two is a fucking gangbusters blockbuster popcorn fucking horror movie. And James Wan can do no wrong. Uh, it's so good. So I, I'll just leave it at that. So even, even though I think it has, kind of weird plot problems for me. It always goes back to is the movie good. Like I can see those things, but is it good? And it's fucking good. It's I love the conjuring too. Now the first film I think is perfect from end to end. It's like, you can tell someone's been wanting to make a movie with money for their whole life. And they finally got to, and that's what the conjuring is. You can kind of tell like, well, what are we going to do next? That's what the conjuring two kind of feels like. Um, what can we set up, you know, and then make other movies about, Conjuring two, love that movie. That's it. You want to talk? You want to do our feature press? Or you got you got uh, Terror Tunes? Not really. All right. Well, Eric, uh, you know we were very prepared for. You know, I always love when it takes us like six months to do an episode, and then we're not prepared for yeah. it. But that's kind of like our thing. It is kind of not being thing. prepared. Yeah. No, I don't got one. Duh. I tried. Well, this morning. that concludes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Uh, I just wasn't feeling inspired, I guess. You you look inspired. Oh, well, thank you, Doug. Uh, okay, it's time for our feature presentation, which we're going to review four films, uh, some more than others, and it's time to hit the music. Okay, it's time for our feature presentation. We said we were going to review four movies, but we forgot. You heard us say the word oxygen. We forgot we were going to review it. Uh, we've both seen oxygen. Uh, this is Alexander Aja's next movie. Uh, Eric, what did you think of the Netflix original film Oxygen? Uh, it was a little rough for me, though. Yeah. If, if I'm being honest. Uh, you I know, saw that. You know, I mean, he just came off of Crawl. You know, uh, you know so I got that high. Right, still going, and then for to give me a mostly single location uh, film where the character is literally strapped down, can't move. Yeah. Uh, do you? Know, I guess it tested you know, me a little. Did you know there's different kinds of movies? There is. Okay. Just, and, I just wanted uh, to make sure you knew that. And uh, you know, and obviously directors do different things. Duh. What? But uh, I guess. Uh, 
you know, I wonder why he shot. Was this? I guess this was COVID, maybe. It, yeah, it was during COVID. Yep. And so, and they were stuck overseas. They were stuck in uh, the UK, I think. Okay. Um, I don't think he was stuck in France. And, 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 and you know, I'm not like condemning it for being a small sure. film, but just for me personally, uh, you know, did you I'm, like Buried? I'm gonna go watch Fast Nine tomorrow. Did you like Buried? And can't wait. And so that's what I'm thinking. You know, I need my big, dumb, stupid action. Right. What is Buried? Is that the Ryan Reynolds film? Yeah. No, I didn't see it. Okay. Have you ever seen like a single location movie like this? Like Buried or uh, yeah, even the battery. Phone Booth? Phone Booth the is... The Battery's not a single location It movie. becomes single location. For like 30 minutes. For like 45 minutes. Okay. Have you ever watched a movie that's 90 minutes where somebody is in a single location? Uh, phone Booth is fire. I fucking love Phone Booth. Phone Booth is fucking fire. Phone, phone, I saw Phone Booth like when I was like young because it was like 2002 yeah. or three yeah i love that movie yeah fuck yeah no i get what you're saying but like i don't know it didn't feel you were bored as, as pressing I, to i me. am not surprised in any way that eric you know, is telling me know, he was bored you know, during so, a single location movie so I'm not surprised. you know so even colby's not surprised right so you know uh she she doesn't have her like memory right right and so for the majority of the film she's like trying to figure out not only why is she stuck there but who she is yeah and so I just, I had a tough time like joining her fight. Now, did you watch it with, let me guess, English uh, no, dubs? No, you fucking asshole. I watched it uh, in in French yeah. with uh, English subtitles. Okay, so pro tip, watch uh, Oxygen with uh, French. Um, and then, you know, even when it finally does pick up some steam, I guess I, I guess I didn't have any more fucks to care. Sure. Okay. Uh, so I really liked Oxygen. Loved Oxygen. Um, I, you know, if I had to give it like a like a score, it wouldn't be like a five out of five or anything. Probably not a four. Probably like a three point five out of five. Okay. But that's pretty good. It's Aja. It's it's. Uh, I love Melanie Florent. I don't know how to say her name, but that was, that was a good uh, role of the accent. Yeah, I I love uh, her as an actress. You know, she's in Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was fun to see her in a single location movie buried. This is buried in space. That's all you need to fucking know about oxygen. It's buried in space. And, uh, is that a dated reference? Like, do people know what buried is? I just had never seen the film. That's why it took That's me crazy. You never saw. I saw that movie in theater. Um, uh, what's, what's that film where there's the sniper picking off the kids, uh, on the side of the road. Oh my God. Downrange. That's single location. And that shit's amazing. That is amazing. That movie is fucking amazing. Downrange yeah. is like a four out of five. Like downrange is fucking downrange. Is you fire. told me, you told me, you said you were telling me about it. And I was like, all right, cool. So when I went one night, I was like, what should I watch? And I was like, uh, well, Eric said downrange was good. Yeah. I watched it and I was like, I have to show my brother. I have to show Ben this. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. Downrange. Fuck yeah. that, and that movie's gory and fucked up and uh-huh. mean spirited. Uh, look, I wish you didn't bring up downrange cause that movie's fucking amazing. <laughs> um, I really liked oxygen. I really liked it. I like, uh, I like this type of movie. I like sci-fi. I feel like I was going to say more than you, but I know you're going to be like, well, what about starship troopers? Which really isn't what I'm talking about. I like like ponderous sci-fi and I feel like this is more in that realm. Really? Star- no starship troopers is like satire. I know. And you like shit like that. Yes. That's like your sci-fi. Yeah. You, you like, like. Like big dumb sci-fi. I mean, satire is dumb now. Well, no, but I'm just. I mean, I was kidding by saying you like okay. big dumb sci-fi, but I think you know, you know, hey, I get what you're saying. You're the you're aliens guy. Like, you're the aliens guy, and I'm the alien guy. Like, what's out there? Right, right. I get you what you're saying. Yeah, big ponderous sci-fi is is more my thing. You like alien. I like, or you like aliens. I like alien. Okay, right? and so I'm not surprised that 
I liked it more. Now, you know, am I going to watch Oxygen on a Friday night again? Probably not. But that's kind of not what it is. Like, hearing you say, well, it was kind of boring. Well, yeah, it's kind of what it is. Like, it's a single location movie of someone trying to get out. Like, if you're not pumped or down for that, then yeah, you're going to fucking hate Oxygen. So for me, I just, I knew what it was. I went in and I thought, man, and Aja is such a fucking good director. It is so well directed. I feel like it's engaging enough. I loved it. Mm. So I like Oxygen a lot. I would buy it. I I just like Aja. I'm also biased, right? Maybe if it wasn't directed. I love Aja no, too, duh. I'm just giving my bias, which is if it what if it didn't have his name on it, you know, would I like it as much? Mm. That's a great question. Gotcha. Gotcha. Pro- maybe not. But because it's Aja and because it's sort of my up my alley, I loved Oxygen. Pro it's tip up your ass. Pro tip, watch it in Frank French language with uh English, English subtitles. subtitles. And that's Oxygen. So that was kind of our we're we're throwing that in as well. We're really here to talk about movies that are back at the theater. Army of the Dead's not back at the theater, but I saw it in the theater. Which I'll love to hear your story. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what's next? So next is really Spiral. Okay. We're going to go in order from when we saw these movies. Um, spiral. Okay. I traveled to El Paso, Texas. Tell us about Spiral, Eric. To, I, have me stop talking. Why don't you talk for a minute? Uh, I went with Andrew uh, to... There's a new Alamo Draft House location on yes. the east side of El Paso. By the way, th- this is all because I told you about it. You told me about the big show. You didn't yes. tell me about the fucking draft house. I said there's a new place. There's a new draft house there, and there's a bit. They have a screen there called the big show. You should go to that. And then, boom, I went and shot at the big show. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I was already planning on going to that draft house. But were you going to buy it for the big house? I didn't. I, the big show. I didn't know the big show existed, okay, until you okay. said something. Okay. And the big show is simply just the Alamo draft house's largest screen. Yes. Right. Um, so Andrew and I went, we did a double feature of army of the dead and, uh, spiral. Um, it, it was just so exciting because it was my personal first time back at the theater since COVID. Right. I went to this fucking nice ass fucking, did they have recliners in there? Every seat has a recliner. And what I really dug about this, uh, draft house, uh, every chair has its own table. Yeah. Whereas the other one, every two chairs share a table. Um, and then we picked seats, you know, that were just like right smack dab uh, in the middle of the auditorium just to be completely absorbed by um, Darren Lynn Bowsman and Chris Rock's uh, spiral. spiral, right, from the Book of Saw. Yes. Yeah, so if you don't know what uh, Spiral is, uh, Spiral is a Chris Rock horror film that takes place in the Saw universe. Yes. It involves traps. Uh, Chris Rock is a police detective who... Kind of has to watch his back in his own precinct because he ratted out a dirty cop. Uh, somebody starts killing cops in a John Kramer jigsaw fashion. And Chris Rock sets out to solve uh, the these murders. Right, exactly. And, I mean, I couldn't have been, like, more fucking pumped. Right. Uh, this is like spiral. when I went and saw Tenet in uh, August of last year. Right. Where I was, like, I... My friends have heard me use this phrase. I was like floating in and out of the theater. Right. Like it couldn't have been more exciting. So it was hard that I'm saying I'm speaking to this because when I left, I was like, it was the greatest movie I ever saw. It's the fucking most awesome thing. Like 10, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then everybody watched it at home and they're like, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> right. Right. So, so was, did some of that kind of happen to you well, with seeing Spiral? I mean, so I'm, I'm already just like having this like fantastic time at the you're theater on a, you're on an emotional high right right you know this is this is number two of my double feature um you know just like the pre-shows 
yeah. Alamo Draft House are a ton of fun. Um, there are these silly YouTube videos called Living with Jigsaw. And it's this guy who lives with a jigsaw puppet and he keeps putting them in very... You think I haven't seen those? They're hilarious, aren't they? Yeah. So that that guy actually was on Project Greenlight. Oh, and, okay. and the first one he ever did was his Project Greenlight short to try to get it. And he ended up losing that competition. That, that Project Greenlight is the the Matt Damon, ben HBO, Affleck. Ben Affleck HBO show where they create a movie and hire a director and all that. I can't uh, remember that. That's how we got that, Feast, right? That, yes. And um, I can't remember that guy's name. Chris something anyways and he made a bunch more of them after that uh living with jigsaw uh yeah there, razor blade there, there's a part where uh jigsaw the puppet has stuffed the toilet with uh uh with paper towels yes and he's put all of his electronic devices at the base of the toilet and if he doesn't unclog the toilet in a certain amount of time, the toilet's going to overflow and get all over his uh, various electronic devices. So it was just like fun. Our, our favorite part of it that we quote a lot is when uh, the character, the main character is asleep, the person. Oh, it's so good. And, and he has to like wake and, him up. And it's it's the little Billy the Puppet puppet. And he has this little hand. Yeah. And he's touching him going, Gary. <laughs> he's like, like, what? He's, he's gently trying to wake. It's Jigs. It's, it's Billy the Puppet. Right. Gary. Yeah, so good. And then, and when he, what, what? You're surrounded by mouse traps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and the very that is last one of the funniest things. is uh, he's uh, fed his car keys to the dog. Bingo. Yeah, and and the puppet's like, will you open up your best friend or be late to the office for the fourth time this yeah. week? It's just like dumb shit like that. Um, will you sacrifice Bingo? Right. So I mean, as I've already have uh, you know described. I am just like ready to absorb uh spiral. Right. And uh and so Darren Lynn Bowsman's Spiral. And right, and we've been waiting for this movie for a fucking year. For sure. It's yeah. another Saw film and while while I want to say like you know, while I I know that Saw films are not the most like prestigious. We love them. I fucking love Saw. Right, yeah. This is just such a I I grew up, I sort of maybe I should have saved this for I should have let you talk but I sort of grew up on Saw, right? Sure. Like Saw was in 2003, Those which actually, 2000s. it makes me 12 years old when I saw it. And, and now you're fucking 30. And now I'm 30. You just had a birthday. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. I just Why turned 30 just, June yeah. 17th. Um, so point of the story is like Saw, I've been sort of a horror fan going to the theater since that first Saw movie. And I've, and I've seen every single one of them in theater. And so, yeah, I mean, you could say I'm a Saw fan. Now, do I think that they're like masterpieces? I think the first one might be, but other than that, no. But they're a fucking. But I love I love horror franchises. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Anytime we can go see a new fucking, you know, franchise film, I'm in. Right. I'll, yeah. I'm always in. So Eric, yeah, your experience going to the big show. Yeah. So 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 the vibe and the hype is just all positive. Electric. Yeah. So you know, I'm just on board the entire time for this fucking film. Ordered a fucking uh, chocolate milkshake. No, I'm I'm just like like that's home. That's You're not like, like farting. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I was. I mean, I, well, I, I, I don't know. Could've. It might have been. Yeah, I, mean, I was comfortable enough. We, you know, we'll have to ask Andrew Castaneda. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm afraid ultimately I didn't like the film. Really? Even though I had all of this uh, goodness, pent going. up rage, and and it almost wasn't because I thought it's a bad film. It's far from that. Sure, I didn't like how it. Uh, ties into the previous sauce right if they could have just made this be another horror film i probably would have enjoyed it more but i didn't like these explanations that they had to uh 
give us. So that's my problem sure. with the film. I just didn't like that it was a uh, like saw adjacent. Right, exactly. Right. Um but as a film, yeah, it was cool. I was on board with it for the entire time, but yeah, I was just bummed and how it tied together. What, I, what, I, I sort feel? of I sort of fall on the same line as you. I think I don't agree. Like for me, you, I think you said just now, ultimately you didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it a lot. I'm going to get the 4K Steelbook, of course, from Best oh, Buy. That's pretty, isn't it? It's like oh, the it's pink. Dope as fuck, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to own it. I love Saw. I, I think this, this scratched that itch for me, especially rewatching some of those movies. Um, you know, they're bad, some of them. And this is not bad. This is good. This is probably, this is teetering on good. Like it's good. And so, you know, I feel like that's the best way I can explain it is this sort of scratched that itch for me, which was, I just, another Saw movie. Now, is it really another Saw movie? Not really. So I totally agree with you. And when I left, I was, the first feeling I had was disappointment. Mm. So I'm absolutely on the same page as you on that respect. But once I sort of took away, okay, it's not really a Saw movie, even though it takes place in the universe, you know, what did we get ultimately in the film? What was the film? Not what what what, what was I expecting? And for me, the film was traps, gore, uh, a fun, uh, and then there's, you know, the film has, you know, sort of allegories and alluding to like police corruption and, you know. I was all for the killer's motive. Right. Uh, let's kill cops. Okay. <laughs> Instead of let's be cops, it's let's kill cops. Right. I, I was I was super into that. Uh, so just, I liked those things. Right. No, go uh, ahead. Uh, you you mentioned traps. What were your thought on what were your thoughts on the traps? Uh, I thought the opening trap was like an all timer. Awesome. I thought that shit was incredible. And then I thought they were kind of weak. Uh, yeah, like the pouring the wax on yep. the head and then the glass one. I just didn't understand. Like, what was that machine? I don't know. It was shooting those glass the pieces shards. Out, yeah. yeah, I think I think I was I, th- I, this I was movie features with with the trust. But I almost wonder: Do you think that was intentional in terms of like maybe we don't want to be known as torture porn? But well, we got to give fans what they expect, but we're also going to tone it back. I don't think so. I don't no? think so okay. at all because here's what happened. I, I listened to an interview with Darren Lynn Bowsman about the movie. Okay. And he said, number. so this film has two all-timer traps. One was neutered by the MPAA. Okay. So the first one is the one you talked about that was the opening on the train tracks. So good. And I just want to say as it happened and a cold open like that, uh, I, I'm not going to, I'll try not to spoil exactly what it is, but you know, this trap, uh, pops off and someone falls and the train hits this body and the fucking blood explodes all over the fucking front of the train. And then it hits black and says spiral. And I was, I had the biggest smile I've had in a long time. I looked over at Ben cause I saw it with my brother and I said, saw back. So I, that was awesome. Like, honestly, that emotional height mm. was better. A title card with someone being smacked onto the front of a, tr- uh, a train and blood exploding everywhere. Um, the way that is, I was like, all right, fuck I, I I'm in. Yes, let's go. Let's fucking go. Now, having said that I will, I totally agree with you. I feel like the traps aren't that great, but there's one more and it's the finger trap. The one that pulls the fingers. Well, let me explain. Okay. So that's the one that apparently they had all these horrible shots of the fingers and 10 tendons and everything splitting off and all this shit. He said it was way longer. And he said the MPA wouldn't let him get away. They wouldn't, they had to cut all of it. 
So that one was neutered. And then I guess there's another trap that Darren Lynn Bowsman said was the worst one in the movie, the most gory and upsetting. And the they had to cut the whole thing out of the movie because Jeez. the MPA said it was too it was too much. They had to cut the entire trap out. So, so there's does a, that mean there was a whole other character in the film that they had to cut so out? So what Darren Lynn Bowsman said was the character that dies in it is in the film we saw, and that person would have died. And he jokingly said, okay, well, I bet they're happy because if there's another one of these, they could be in the next one. I don't know who it was. But, Did he at least describe it? Uh, I think so, and I don't remember. Oh. But – I was hoping there'd be like a director's cut and that Blu-ray got announced and there's not. Oh, bummer. So the point is there was supposed to be another all-timer, which I feel like may have helped our our sort of perception of like the gore you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So now that's all like, let me say this. That's all background, right? What is the movie? Did we like the movie, right? I always like to say, I always like to get back to, okay, what do we expect? But let's erase everything. Did we like this film, right? Did we like this? And so- Having said all that, for me, it just, it scratched the itch. It was another Saw movie. You know, do I love the Jigsaw voice? That's a weird decision. I, I was okay with the new voice. I thought it was odd. No, I, I feel like I'm definitely in the minority, I think. Well, let me tell you this. It's certainly a choice. Because, yeah. like, it's so, it's like they didn't even try almost. Like, it was like. I disagree. I'm not sure what that was. No, I was into well, go, it. Well, tell me about it. Um. Uh, it almost is like this like weird like childlike voice right. that I think kind of adds to the creep factor because kids are fucking creepy. I think it's like the tone, like the the sort of cadence that it talks what, into. What sucks is like I feel uh, like uh, I can't. Mr. So-and-so, you are going to learn. Like it just. No, I feel like I can't sit here and mimic it, which, which kind of bums I me out. I can. Yeah. Eric Hoff, your whole life you've been living in a house without a laundry mat. <laughs> Today without you a laundry mat. Li- with, yeah. To, uh, without a washer and dryer. Today, you need to install a washer and dryer within the next 15 minutes or cut the, your dog's throat. Right. I, I No, I was into it. Yeah. I dug it. Uh, I, I, but, think let I me dug. say this. I apologize for that uh, impersonation just now. That was horrible. Yeah. That's probably where we're going to lose a bunch of listeners. We, nah, we lost them a long time ago. <laughs> we lost them <laughs> a long time ago. Turn this bullshit off. Yeah, fuck uh, these guys. Uh, I like the humor that was brought. I like sure. Chris Rock. Uh, that opening force gut monologue is like... It goes from that the, the the subway bus trap to Chris Rock giving that Forrest Gump monologue, and I was yeah. like, "This is the best movie ever." Uh, and, and the music, there's like music in it too, and stuff. Oh, and I, I like how it, there's kind of like that hip hop vibe right. to it, like yep. the background music. I was one hundred percent into that. And at the very, very, very fucking end, whenever we're told everything, when Chris Rock is told everything, and he's got to make his decision, and the Hello, Zep music yeah. kicks on, dude. Da-na-na. I was like, Da-na-na. holy Da-na-na. shit. Oh, I think I started like flexing just like right there in Da-na-na. the theater, Da-na-na. doc. I was Da-na-na. just ready to go. Um, I like it. I like it. I, But I, I'm just, I wanted to come away just basking in the glory. I agree. Spiral. I, I, I think we're actually on the same page because I really liked the movie. It's slick. It's very well well shot. It looks great. This is probably the best looking Saw movie. Maybe mm. this and Jigsaw are the best like shot um looking. I mean very pretty, very even though this this film has a gritty look, but it's pretty. It's a very pretty, well shot movie, which is not something you can say for Saw films. I will 100% take another Saw spin-off film. Yeah. And, and same here. And that was kind of how I felt. Like, I thought, okay, well, if this is the way forward, I could get on board for this. Um, but how many copycat killers are we going to have at this point? Yeah. We've got two now. I 
I almost think they should just restart the franchise. Damn. Well, I mean, we're at Saw 9. What are we doing? Yeah. No, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Or just make a sequel to that original film, like the the sort of Halloween 2018 mm. model. Um, stuff like that. You mean Leprechaun Returns model? Excuse me. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I mean, what? I, I'm kind of... That's Spiral, right? We. I didn't see no Gump 2. I really liked it. Uh, I uh, didn't. I, mean, and I, I like it, but just not. How about this? Ah. I loved going to see another Saw movie. The film I liked, but I did look. It didn't make as much money as I wish it would have because I was like, man, fuck it, make more of these. Like, and Darren Lynn Bowsman on that podcast in that interview that I was talking about, he he said what he thinks the plan should be. He said that there should be a Spiral two, and then a Saw sequel, a like a, a right, and then and then a Spiral three, and then there'd be this like interconnected universe. And I just think that's too, in my Definitely. opinion, it's too ambitious. I I'm mean, just make a good movie. And I think they, by the way, I think they did that with Spiral. But him talking about like all that shit, it's like just if 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 you want to make a Spiral sequel, make a Spiral sequel. I don't need all this other like. You know, this isn't interconnected. You, you're not going to be the Conjuring universe, which is an accident in itself. You're not going to be fucking, um, you know, Marvel. Like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool, but also once you get that geeky, people start to tune out, like normal people. Like, we'll still be involved, but like, you need people to, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's tough. Once you get this deep into a franchise with this many tendrils, like, even with Jigsaw, like, taking place in the future, um, it's hard to keep going. I think hmm. so. Spiral, spiral. So we we like it, but not as much as we wanted to. For sure, for sure. I liked it enough. I mean, I, how about this? I was happy, even though I left disappointed because I didn't feel it was an, it was connected enough to the Saw franchise. Other than that disappointment, I was happy. I liked it. So, next movie we're gonna do is Army. Uh, let's do Army. You do uh, most of the dead. It. Okay, uh, we've been arguing. Is this a theater film? And, right. and I'm saying yes because I saw it in the theater, but at Keegan an Alamo saying, Draft House. But, but yeah. Keegan is saying no because it's a Netflix made film for the streaming service. Yeah, you went to an Alamo Draft House and saw it. It's a little bit different. You're saying it like I did something bad or wrong it, or stupid no, or no, negative. No, no, what I, no. You went to a draft house. Well, to no, what I'm saying is, is like, hey, hey Eric, hey, Eric, is Super Dark Times hey, a theater movie? Listen, motherfucker. Is Super Dark Times a theater movie? I get what you're saying, but we saw it in a theater. Right, at the Alamo that fucking makes, draft house. Listen, duh, listen. Okay, I just, the Alamo Draft House is such a cool, amazing experience right okay we've shared some together we went to that fucking dismembering the alamo love it. together i love it Doc. there were some shit fucking selections based on who hosted it for us but let's not go there this let's not start that we also saw uh, victor crowley there with adam green yeah so i mean the draft house is just like you know if i was asked to well like if, no, if it wasn't about the draft house if, i'm saying the draft house up shows me, limited they're films like, that aren't really theater films and they're like where do you choose to worship and i'm like oh, the alamo draft house uh you know, they just sent out that they have tickets available uh, now for uh, Fast Nine, yeah, uh, Werewolves Within, right, and at Zola. How cool would it be if we could just go to a fucking theater I know. and just triple feature those fucking movies? I, nah, it's a dream. That would That's be the dream. Amazing. Okay, so I wanted to speak Army of the Dead. Because I saw it, yeah, uh, in the theater. It was number. How was your experience there? It was my number one of uh, this double feature that I've have uh, already mentioned. It was in one of the smaller uh, auditoriums. 
Now, did the smaller auditorium have recliners? Yeah, and and, wow. and same thing about uh, each chair had yeah. its own table. You know, so, you know they did that to the IMAX screen in uh in El Paso. It has recliners and tables that for each chair and everything now. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, but that's good to know. So I will never ever go to that other draft house again. Then no, if it and, has recliners. And what's, what's fucking insane is like you come into El Paso, you turn on Joe Battle. Yeah, it's right there. And like your first fucking light, you take a left, and it's, it's literally right there, yeah. right there. It's no longer driving thirty minutes to the east side of El Paso yep. to uh, get to it. Fuck yeah. So. Um, you know, we get there. The plan is we're going to eat there. I had a Royale with cheese, which which is just a bacon uh, cheeseburger. But I mean, like, this is how I want to be spending spare time if it's not skateboarding. I want to be sitting in an Alamo draft house with fucking food watching a brand new fucking zombie film. Okay? Zack Snyder film. You're a big Zack Snyder fan. Don't say that. You also <laughs> said you don't like you don't like Dawn of the Dead, his Dawn of the Dead remake. Uh, you know what? I rewatched it. And now you do. And, so you were wrong. Uh, if I had to pick between those two films, I think I liked Army of the Dead more. That's which I know, preposterous. You're Go calling ahead. me crazy. I know. Yeah. Uh, so that well, Dawn of the Dead remake is like a borderline masterpiece. I don't throw these things out a lot. I have twice on this podcast. One was uh, what? Uh, oh, The Conjuring, which I stand by. Dude, that Dawn of the Dead remake is good. Yeah, it has its sort of bravado and shit that that Snyder brings to his films, but that is a fucking banger of a movie. So uh, let's let's talk Army of the Dead, right? Yeah, you you go first. Okay, so uh, there's a, a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, Nevada. Spoilers, uh, not New Mexico, uh, and they are able to contain the outbreak to the city, right? Uh, just by putting up shipping containers around sure. the entire city, I guess. And um, so I guess the rest of America is fine. I guess. I guess they're trying to. Uh, uh, I mean, I would have cut all of this out if I was fucking writing this film, but I guess there's supposed to be a metaphor there for like immigrants and sure. trying to get in and out. They of have like that camp the city, the, uh, the, the, it's like they might be infected. Is that what's right. going on? Yeah, right. And they, so they have to have their temperature checked and all that sort I, of, they could have lost all that now in my opinion. Uh, it's like the film wanted to have a political message, but then it's a Zack Snyder movie. Right. Right. So, um, uh, a man who owns a casino goes to Dave Batista. Dave Batista, uh, during the outbreak, I guess, like helped people get out. He wasn't I, really like a mercenary. Like uh, you know, it seemed like his intentions were good. His, his intentions are good, I feel, throughout the entire film. Anyways, this man who owns a casino goes to him and tells him that there's a shit ton of money in a vault in one of my casinos. If you can uh, form a team, go in there, get this money, you can have X amount of it. Right. All right. So that's the premise for uh, Army of the Dead. And so um, when I was younger, Da, if a zombie film didn't follow. Yeah, you've said this before. Romero's rules to like a fucking T. Like even when he started breaking his own rules and like survival, Dude. I was just like, all right, fuck this one. Right. But you know what? I guess I'm growing, Doc. Really? I guess I'm maturing. Because you know what? And how old are you now? I'm going to be 33 uh, next uh, month. 33? Yeah, I know. I just turned 30, Doc. I'm going to try to do 33 flip tricks uh, for my birthday. Do you skate? Uh, No. Uh, Do you know what skateboarding is? I didn't even know you skated. No, I don't even know what that is. He's wearing a... Eric's wearing a Nike SB shirt right now. Yeah. So what does that SB stand for? Uh, Super baked. Super big. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, 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 I'm fucking just stone right well, now. No, though. you bake a lot of like 
cookies and cakes and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, with a little something extra. Yeah, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. And I did not feel this way. In fact, I felt it was fucking cool. And this motherfucker is just breaking all types of zombie rules. Sure. Like they can fucking get pregnant and shit. Uh, in this film, there's a yeah. fucking zombie tiger. There's one fucking zombie. Not only does he wear a cape, he wears a fucking helmet. Yeah. So whenever they're trying to shoot him in the head, the fucking helmet reflects it. Yeah. And you know what? I was kind of into that. Sure. I was into it the entire time. Um, I feel like it takes a moment to get going. Sure. But eventually we get the bullshit Zack Snyder action that I guess his fans... Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you, and, and uh, I was into it. G, I sure. liked it a bunch. Yeah, so uh, I liked it. Okay, uh, I didn't. Now, when I start with that, I'm probably gonna be. I'm gonna be the one that didn't like it on the podcast. Okay, because I really didn't. But I, I mean, I totally had a blast. Okay, uh, this film opens with this sort of. I'm gonna say the word again. Preposterous opening where like <laughs> they're introducing the characters, and I sort of really don't. There's this weird. And I'm not saying you can't break filmmaking like rules. Like there's no rules. There's this fucking weird like uh, idea that they're like, it's showing the characters and then there's like them standing there with like this like background and like their, their weapon next to them. Did you remember that? Yeah. And it's like them like posing with like their family. Yeah. I guess this is like just like trying to establish. To establish who they are. But, but in like one second. But it's almost like outside of the film universe. Like, right. it, cause there's like a, there's like a backdrop like there it's very very odd uh, and i was like okay what, what the fuck uh but i will say it opens with uh a child death uh they uh zach snyder decided to drop a shipping container on a child while the kid is grabbing their mom who's being eaten by the zombies and the the fucking shipping container drops on both of them and kills them right uh so i was like oh let's go right. fuck yeah i mean you want to open your movie with a child death within the first 15 minutes i'm in um i don't think it quite lives up to that but uh, I don't know. I mean, my, my statement on this is this is basically, this is a Zack Snyder film, uh, di- you know, directed by Eli Roth. Like, it, <laughs> you know, while, this sort while of has, slamming Mountain Dew. Right, exactly. Like, this has the sort of stupidity and sort of not great direction of like, and by the way, I like Eli Roth to an extent, right? And this has like the bad storytelling and like dumb direction of like an Eli Roth movie. Um, at times I felt like I was watching, uh, like a, almost like a grindhouse exploitation movie, but with like, uh, that pretty Zack Snyder sheen. And so I dug it for a lot of that as well. Hated a lot of the shots in the movie. Like I, uh, Ben sitting right here. He heard me talk about it. Every single shot of through the entire movie, there's probably 10 that aren't every single shot is like a shallow depth of field, lens Mm. and so all you do is are looking at these characters and then the background is completely blurry right i thought that was an extremely weird choice Mm -hmm. i noticed that the opening that the director of photography so the cinematographer was actually Zack snyder which i've never i don't think he's ever shot his own movie before as far as i know Mm -hmm. he may have as far as i know i don't believe he has so you can sort of tell this is sort of engaging in all of his worst uh tendencies right tendencies right so he can't while Zack Snyder is an incredible visual director, I think if he has like a really good DP, it helps. Mm. And I think on this, he was just like, fuck it, we'll shoot everything in shallow depth the field. And I kept thinking like, one of the jokes I had was like, do we ever see anything in the movie or do we just look at blurry backgrounds? Um, there's a few wide shots that aren't, but I, I thought that was odd. Um, 
I don't care about a single soul in this movie. I don't know anybody's name. Uh, so I didn't really care about anything that was happening. Um, you know, when you talk about a film like Dawn of the Dead, you know, those characters are actual characters in it. While they're, while they're certainly one note, like we know who they are. We know where they come from. They sort of have, it's a film. To me, this felt like more of like a fun montage okay. of shit. And, and, and again, there's a place for that. And I thought it was cool. Uh, ultimately was not in love with this movie at all. Okay. But, but, you know, does it have a bunch of fun gore? Is it pretty? Is it crazy Zack Snyder fun? Yes. And so I liked it. Mm. But uh, I'm sort of reluctantly liked it. Like you brought up Dawn of the Dead. I think Dawn of the Dead is like one of the greatest movies of the 2010s. Like pro- actually w- would be in the top 10 of that era. And this is like an afterthought to me. Like mm. I enjoyed this movie, but I didn't like, I like Spiral more than this movie. Mm. And so, but, but I, I don't, it's not really to shit on it. Like I thought it was fun and cool, but it's just, it's so flippant for me. It just doesn't matter. Like, I think the film thinks it doesn't matter as well mm. because by the end we're trying to save these characters. It's like this desperate, desperate attempt to, to save these characters. And by the end of it, we don't even see them. Like mm. there's this crash, let's just say towards the end of the film. And one of the characters they're desperately trying to save. We never even see like dead or alive. We don't even know. Um, it's sort of like this fly by night storytelling nature of Zach. This like indulges all of his worst tendencies but it results in like a really fun, dumb movie. Mm. So I, I'm sort of, I'm going both ways. I gotcha. liked it. You're swinging I, both ways. Right. I wish, yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I, and I knew you would like it. It's mm. kind of funny because I feel like you're the Snyder hater where I I have liked his stuff. And, uh, what are you talking about? Watchmen's like the best movie ever. I like Watchmen. I love Watchmen. Okay, I love Watchmen too. Um, I finally watched the Snyder Cut. And it's four hours too long. And it was four hours. Yeah. Uh, I thought this movie was too long. Oh, 100%. Like why, why is it two hours and 20 minutes? Uh, 100% it's oh, too long. Because of all the slow-mo. Right. That's why it's... That's, that's the Snyder Like joke. it, You know, and I feel like that's part of it. If this film was like an hour and 50 minutes... You know, let's, let's be and honest. And it was this dumb, uh-huh. it would have been so much better. Uh, you know, zombies are just like my favorite sure. subgenres. So like it's... And now that I'm like more open to what a zombie film can do... Right. Uh, I guess it was like a bit of a no-brainer uh, for me to like this film. No pun intended. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let me say that. Like, to see horror on this big of a level, and like I think for you, this is what you're sort of speaking to, to see zombies on this expensive as, uh, of a level and this sort of insane... Um, I, I Again, I'm a horror fan too, so I was like, oh, fuck, this is crazy. Uh, as a film, I think it's ultimately just nothing, but it was fun. I feel like Dawn of the Dead is a bigger film. I uh, do too. In terms of like scope. Uh, well, I was going to say zombie action, but yes. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the scene when there's like that Chola chick? I forget her name. Is and that acceptable to say? I don't think Chola is derogatory. Well, I don't she's know. Got, she, she, she's got like the hoop earrings and she's wearing like a red bandana. And there's that guy who's like working for Tanaka. Yeah. yeah. And he like purposely, they're like, trying to get through like hibernating zombies and he leads her the wrong way yeah. and she has to like fight off a yep. bunch of zombies. I was rooting for her just so hard. Uh, that was, I'm glad you brought that up. I was just rooting for her uh, so hard to make it through that. I think Zack Snyder watched um, like all three John Wick movies 
because there's like some sort of gun, there's a lot of gun foo type yeah, action yeah. Yes. where, uh, you know, they're just, they're fighting with their hands, but also shooting zombies like directly in the face mm. or in the back. Like very similar to John Woo style. Uh, not I'm, fuck, John Woo. Fuck John Wick style action. Latina. Uh, yeah. Okay. La- Latinx. Okay. I don't know. Uh, no. So I'm with you on that because, uh, that stuff was super cool. Like it was fun to watch anytime we would get into like a fight sequence. It was very gun foo like John wick. And, um, I was like, Oh cool. It's like John wick with zombies almost, uh, the, the style of fighting and, and filmmaking. Um, I just think the things around all of it suck like around the <laughs> like movie. Whispering. I yeah. Just- don't want, like, I just don't want Zack Snyder to hear, but right. you know, the things around it well, weren't very good. I just feel like the the overarching parts of the film, I think, suck. But when it comes down to it, Zack Snyder knows how to to direct and and make cool-ass action. The The final helicopter scene, I think, is just a, a hoot. Yeah. Yeah. And it has, it has some fun, uh, yeah, big sequences like that. Mm. But I just think ultimately the film is nothing. I when I talked to my brother last night and his wife, I was like, you know, honestly, I think Did this they watch is, it? Uh, yeah, okay. I was like, this is probably the least, or the I'm sorry, the most flippant film he's made probably since Sucker Punch. Ooh, Sucker Punch is bad. And I think Sucker Punch is like grasping for stuff and trying to be about something. I just didn't feel like this was. I know it has like that allegory of like the 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 um the camp or whatever and all that. But I just, I don't buy any of that. It's not I, serious I think they enough. they could have gotten to, rid of all that. Right. Or they should have gotten rid of all that. Yeah. Either that or just cut 20, 30 minutes in the movie. And if, like I said, if it's going to be this big and this dumb, you know, make it an hour and 50 minutes, not two mm. hours and 20 minutes. Um, but again, so I hope, I hope that I sort of, cause I'm conflicted. It was fun. Like there's shit in it where you're like, fuck yeah, let's go. You know, that's how I felt. And then it's like, oh, whatever. So. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I knew you would. I enjoyed it quite a bit. What's our Zack Snyder raking? Uh, let's not do that. But one thing I do want to just uh, <laughs> sidebar real quick is yeah. uh, season two of Black Summer. Oh, okay. On Netflix, which is a zombie series. Right. Uh, the zombies. Think think of any zombie movie where the zombies run. Okay. Yeah. Got that in your head? Yeah. The zombies in Black Summer make those zombies look like they're on the JV team. Oh, really? Even like the 28 weeks later zombies? The zombies in Black Summer are wildly aggressive. Really? And I think it's awesome that they were able to make them so fucking threatening. Uh, there are moments in the episodes where a lot of the action is just a single take. Oh, nice. And awesome. it just really adds to the intensity that they were able to create uh, for the TV show. So if you're, if you're in the same uh, train with me of loving zombies... Watch Black Summer on there, Netflix. There's a scene in um, Army of the Dead where Dave Bautista is having like a heart to heart with another character. His daughter. Nope. Okay. And that character is. Uh, oh. And then they just kill her. I was just gonna. Well, hang on. I was gonna say discarded. Um. And that's a surprise. It's. It's. Uh. I feel like if the film was more willing to be that ridiculous, I, uh, it. You know, stuff like that is like. I was like, oh, oh awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah, I was like, awesome. Like, who gives a shit? Because that's the film is sort of, but then it has like this, well, but like I'm Dave Batista and I really care about my daughter. And it's just like, I just, it, it, it's like so flippant, but then, well, but we have this like allegory about like, um, Immigrants. like border 
camps and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know. It doesn't come together, but uh, gotcha. it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Army of the Dead. That was Army of the Dead. So the next one we're going to talk about is the best film out of everything I've talked about on the podcast. Not not previous films, but stuff that we saw recently. This is the best one. Uh, films that we saw at the theater. Yeah. Yes. And, and the reason I say that is like, sometimes you go to the theater a lot and you think, um, do I like movies anymore? And I think that a lot because it's like when I went and saw Godzilla versus Kong, I was like, eh, I didn't love it. Remember we did the podcast. I didn't love it. I, I liked it a lot. I didn't love it. Uh, Spiral. I was like, eh, okay, whatever. Um, I, oh, oh, oh my God. I saw the unholy. Did you in theaters? I saw the unholy in theater, man. I tried to get uh, Dana to go with me. He just wouldn't do it. I forgot. Da. I saw the unholy. We'll talk the unholy. It's bad. That bad? Not that bad. No, I I saw that it's finally on home video and I thought I should at least rent it. You know, it's uh, it's very Catholic. Really? So yes. And so for those reasons, I sort of enjoyed that. I know like the, I'm fuck. I don't know the Catholic religion, but you know, it's like part of, I grew up Catholic, right? Stuff you've heard. Right. So to see like the, uh, oh, and, uh, uh, Carrie Elwes is in it as a big character. Okay. Dr. Gordon. Yes. Um, I'm not going to talk to the unholy. I forgot. I saw that movie. Damn. Um, no, but you know what? Again, I went and saw it at an 11 o'clock in the middle of the morning and I was happy to go see a horror movie in a theater, dude. It was awesome, uh, but that movie's not very good. Let me ask you a question. Uh, when you've gone to the theater recently, have you been wearing your mask? No. Okay. Like, even when you're in the lobby? No. Okay. I'm vaccinated. That's that's not what I'm bringing up. I guess what I'm bringing up is, are you following the rules that they're not even enforcing? Right. I'm following CDC guidelines. Gotcha. Uh, so, okay, I was setting up. I was setting up that um, I had, we I had seen a lot of movies in the theater, and you, you know, and Unholy is the one that brought back your right. faith in film. And you start to wonder. I'm like, do I like movies? And uh, this happened. The one that like did it for me last time was when I saw Tenet and IMAX. Like mm. I like I said, I walked out of there. I didn't walk. I floated out of the theater. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, you know, a quiet place is a quiet place. Part two isn't quite the greatest thing I've ever seen, but man. Uh, I loved a quiet place part two. You know, what was great about a quiet place too, before we get into it, I thought the trailer provided a lot of great misdirection. Sure. The shit that we finally saw what was going on in the film isn't what's really happening in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good point. I didn't, I will say like, I didn't, I only watched that trailer once. And so I kind of don't remember the trailers. Okay. Um, the scene when, when Killian Murphy's in the water, What's actually going on in that film? I did not know that oh, was sure. coming. Yeah. yeah, so that was awesome. Yeah, the thing I would say about a Quiet Place Part Two is number one, uh, the film. So we love a Quiet Place, right? Or I do. I lo- I loved it. It made my I top have five that year. Feelings, but I wouldn't say love. Okay, I loved it. Okay, I I made my top five of the year that year. I love that movie. Love it. I remember whenever I was like, "You're not going to know what my number three is or whatever," and you're like. I can't think, Don. I was like, it's a quiet place. You're like, oh, and it wasn't even on your list. It wasn't even on your top 10. Um, love a quiet place. So a quiet place part two, just more of that. Mm-hmm. Like it's just more of that. And and the thing is, is the film sort of it's, it's actual story arc is pretty much the same thing. Right. Um, which once I left and I was out of the theater, I was like, oh, it's kind of the same movie. Is it a spoiler to say they find a place where the aliens can't go? I would think that's a spoiler. Okay. Uh, I don't know. That's how I was going to describe it as, and then they try to venture off to it. Sure. It's like, it's a, like they're trying to get somewhere. Right. But that's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, it's not a travel film, but I guess they have a destination to get to. 
I guess plot wise and the character arc is borderline the same. Okay. Get here, figure this out and movie. Okay. With that being said, the actual character arc for the kids, the children not having their father anymore, that person they looked up to, um, one, they look to their mom and two, they grow further from, from, in this film. So the kids are sort of like the two kids are now like sort of taking over the family. You know what I'm saying? And, um, the film, uh, builds that to where it's like, they're confident themselves now. And, uh, I loved that. I love like, so that to me is not the same thing as the first movie, but aside from that, it sort of is, but I know I'm kind of talking in circles to say, but it's more of what I loved about the first movie. Gotcha. So I loved it. Um, Me too. I think the first movie is incredible. I don't think this movie is incredible, but I loved it. Love. It's my favorite movie I've seen probably probably this year. It's definitely the best movie I've seen in theaters. Yeah, 100%. for sure. So... Um, I'm not sure actually what else to say because I don't want to spoil it because it is sort of that journey film. You know, you you run into things and, oh, I mean, we could talk about the opening. The opening sort of that prequel part, right? Mm. And that stuff. It's like when they come to Earth for the first day. Yeah, and is utterly paralyzing and terrifying. Um, and, you know, I, I, I start to wonder, when do they make that movie? Why not make that movie? Why are they not making that movie? Well, it's just all set when they first come. Right. And so I wonder, so they've announced another movie. It's like a spinoff? But it's directed by uh, Jeff Nichols, who's one of my favorite directors. Uh, he did Take Shelter mm-hmm. back in the day. And then he made Mud. And he made a movie called Midnight Special, which is a, a uh, movie that sort of got dumped. And it's a, it's a science fiction movie. Um, he's one of my favorite directors. And when they announced him, I was like, dude, couldn't be a more perfect choice for a Quiet Place movie. And for me, I almost feel like, okay, if you're going to spin it off, do the fucking when they get there. But not not even near this town, somewhere else. Right. Um, I would prefer more to the, I know their last name, the Abbott's story. Uh, but I think John Krasinski should do that. Uh, but is Emily Blunt going to want to make more of these? You know, I don't know. I'm, I can't believe she made two uh, giant monster horror movies, basically. Like, uh, but obviously it's because her husband, but I can't believe that, like, because she's like a fucking big actress. Mm. She's making these fucking movies with fucking monsters. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, what else should we say about the movie? Is there, I don't want to spoil, you know, what happens, but um, I love the arc for the kids. That's my main thing. Well, they're definitely the main characters this time around. Right. Right. And I think that the film... I mean, they played a big part definitely in the first film, but like now they're front and center. Right. And I think it... I really think that it... it ta- they, they have an arc where they learn more about themselves and stuff like that. And I, I just... I really liked it. Mm. Really liked it. Now, there's some weird... Yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know anything else about Quiet Place Part 2. I love it. I want to go see it again. I think it's awesome. Uh, did you see last night the Allen Theater did a double feature? Of yeah, them? and I wanted to go. I got off at five, and it was at, at five. five. Yeah, yeah. I was interested too, but I didn't go. Yeah, um, I just want more of this. But I also you start to wonder, like, you know, when I went and saw this movie, I thought, like, is this going to work again? And the answer was, yeah, one hundred. Fuck yeah, it is. Um, my crowd was quiet. How was your crowd? My crowd was good. Cool. They cool. were fairly uh, understanding. Unlike uh, Conjuring 
the devil made me do it, which I guess we should go into now. Yes, great, great segue. So that yeah. was a quiet place part two. We, I, I will say I loved it. Eric, did you love it? Yeah, I loved it. Sure, that was very good. So that leads us to our final film. Yep, which is Conjuring. Devil made me do it. You may hear me call it Conjuring Three a few times. It's the easy way to right. Describe it. It's called Conjuring. Don't make me do it. Eric, why don't you start on this? Let's just okay. talk about. First what of is all, it? why isn't it numbered? Is what I want to know. And is it because it sucks dick and they want James Wan to do a part three? <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, you know, I honestly don't know. And my my thing is, studios for some reason are terrified of numbers. Hmm. They don't like numbers. And so, actually, when Conjuring Two was called Conjuring Two, I remember when they announced, it, I was like, "There's no way." It's going to be called Conjuring to the Enfield or Conjuring the Enfield Poltergeist, mm. you know, something like that. It ended up not being called that. I love numbers. I'm a numbers guy. Like sure. I, I want like Friday the 13th, 14. Right. I love we, numbers. We want Friday the 13th part 13. Right. Is what we want. I love numbers because it sort of is like that, that, that horror franchise lineage. Um, so it's kind of disappointing, but at the same time, I did not like this movie, so I don't really care. I did not like this movie either. Yeah. So w- w- talk about it first. Okay. What is it? Okay. So we got a new case to solve now for, uh, or excuse me, the Warrens sure. have a new case to solve now. Um, it's a boy who is possessed, right? Yeah. And so they get there and uh, this little boy has an older sister whose boyfriend tells the demon, take me instead. So the demon possesses. Uh, this young man who commits a murder and he's uh, gets sentenced to jail. Is that right? His court case isn't uh, up yet, but he's been yeah. arrested. Yeah. And so the Warrens have to set out. How can we prove that the devil made him do it? The devil made him do it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So, what? so we love, so we love uh, the Warrens, right? Right. And we're, let's, we're, we're let's, cracking another case with let, them this time around. Before we go, let's okay. talk what we like. We like The Conjuring. Okay. What do we, we like, like about this film? Well, hang on. <laughs> we like The Conjuring. Yeah, we love we The like Conjuring. We like The Conjuring too. We, I would watch The Nun again before I watch this shit, dog. The Nun is a better movie than this. Yeah. So <laughs> and, I can't believe you agreed with me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So Annabelle Creation is a fucking masterpiece. It's about 400 steps above the devil made me do it. The Annabelle Creation is so fucking scary. Uh-huh. So for this movie to have a whimper of nothing uh-huh. is very sad. Uh, even Annabelle has scarier moments, but mm. Annabelle's not very good. Annabelle Comes Home is fun. It's trying to be fun. Yeah, I'll never watch it again, but it was fun. And what, that leaves The Curse of La Llorona? Which, according to Michael Chavez, isn't? Is suddenly not in the universe? Which is fucking dumb. He shouldn't have said that. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, yeah, so here we get Michael Chavez directing, uh, which he made the worst movie. How did he get to Conjuring Films? What I, did he do? I don't know, because I thought it would be the director of Annabelle Comes Home. And it wasn't. It was fucking the La Llorona guy. Right. What, what's his name? Gary Winmore? I, I can't remember. Doberman or something? Doberman? That, that, you sound more right. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. Uh, I wish this was directed by fucking David F. Sandberg. Yeah. It would be so much better. Um, so so what do we get? We get the Warrens, we get who the, we love. We get the Warrens. We get a new case that we should have been into since it's supposed to be like... Uh, like a Satanist see, story? Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, that's, like a cult. That, that's up our interests. Sure. Um, oh, you know what I did like? 
that I that I'm confident in saying what I liked about this film. I'm glad I, you're confident. Uh, I like that they gave Ed a physical handicap. Sure. Uh, at the start of the film, uh, the demon causes him to have a heart attack, and so now throughout the film, he like he moves very slow. And there's a pill he has to take. One of my favorite parts of Conjuring 2 is whenever he gets his eyes fucked up and he sticks his head in that uh, in the crooked man's little tent mm. and he like can't see and his eyes are all fucked up and the, cro- <laughs> the crooked man sees him. I love that movie. Um, yeah, he has an ailment. Uh, I, I was into that. I felt like it gave him... Uh, Character. You know, we already like these characters, so now I'm like rooting for him sure. even more because I'm concerned for his... Well-being. I thought that did work. Uh, what I thought didn't work at all for this fucking film is why. Yeah. Are our antagonists doing what they're doing? Sure. Uh, why are they targeting that family? What does that Satanist lady get out of targeting this family? Yeah. They don't give us anything in the way of that. And that really turned me off. Yeah. I mean, it's, what you're describing is how I feel, which is I just feel like it's a giant mess. I mean... You know, and direction-wise, just 2,000 steps down. I mean, no interesting shots, no interesting camera work. And, and all he's fucking doing is just homaging other characters. Like, there's the exorcist at the beginning right. when that Pierce shows up. There's, uh, there's the shining one, whenever Ed is possessed and he's, like, swinging the fucking right. sledgehammer. There's one shot in the movie that I thought was inspired, and that is not good that there's one. Um, there's that shot in the dog... Uh, the dog kennel um, when the guy is getting possessed for the first time in the dog kennel. Do you know what I'm talking about? The main character when he, when he kills that guy, mm-hmm. um, he's like on the ground, like crab crawling backwards. And uh, it's a shot from his point of view and all the lights turn off and there's this red glow. It's like mm-hmm. this red light and you can see this thing coming towards him. And it was like the whole room was like this gorgeous red and I'm not kidding. I thought, oh, here we go. Like, finally, some sort of uh, visual flourish. You know, and the reason I say this is because Conjuring films were, you know, the first two, and especially the first one is James Wan, and he's known for his camera work and the way things move and look and sound. And, you know, for this film to be the most pedestrianly directed and shot fucking movie I've ever seen, finally, there was a moment of a flourish. And I thought, oh, fuck, here we go. And the rest of the movie is just a movie. It's shot fucking just nothing just i mean i we could have made this movie in terms of the way it looks there's it's incredibly uninspired from that point on and you know i think if it wasn't vera farmiga and patrick wilson this would be a terrible movie Mm. i think without that i think the only reason it's serviceable is because of what you said you brought it up we already like them if we didn't already love those two who gives a fuck about what's going on in this movie? This is just the, if we didn't care about those two characters, the Warrens, this is just the unholy. <laughs> Damn. I mean, that's where we're at, you know? And that's is the unholy as uh, satanic as the devil made me do it. Sort of. Okay. Now, now I'm interested in See, the unholy. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I was, we left and, you know, I will, here's one thing I will say. It was serviceable. That's how I felt about it. Like, I don't think this is a terrible movie, but for this to be the conjuring, the devil made me do it and have the Warrens in it. This is terrible for that. You know, it sucks. The film itself. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, What sucks is, uh, I've, I've watched spiral twice. I watched army of the dead twice. 
I contemplated going to see A Quiet Place 2 again. Conjuring 3? Yeah. No. no one, one, is, one is chief. fine. And, it, and it's readily available to me at home since it's on HBO Max. Yeah. And nope. Yeah, really disappointing. I mean, just, just you know, I know, I've, I know I'm going to sort of repeat myself, but just sort of a nothing. I just felt nothing. Uh, and nothing for me in that we don't get any explanation in the antagonist's uh, motive. Yeah, and I just feel like it's so messy. I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, okay, there's a Satanist lady that's like cursing them. It's not but a. Why? You're not haunted. It's a curse. And I was like, okay. Let me let me tell you this, Eric. Okay. Let, everything. Okay, let's. Talk, we could talk plot. Sure. Okay. It's not fucking scary. It's not scary. So, you know, I I thought whenever the uh, nun is scarier than this movie, the I, nun. I thought whenever they're in the fucking morgue, and that fat zombie dude wakes up and i did not think that was scary and and the light is on a timer i'm looking at ben because me and ben hated that go ahead oh uh, and the light is on the timer and the lights go off and the only way to make that zombie guy like stop is to like break the connection yeah that she's currently set. i was into that i thought that was creepy i mean i disagree i i mean but i i'm glad you thought that because i was disappointed i thought do they Ben and I actually looked at each other. We thought, do, do they do they think this is scary? Like, mm-hmm. I just didn't think it was scary. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I think that was their attempt. But okay, remove 12 seconds from the movie. Mm-hmm. Is there another second of the movie that has a scary moment or anything in it? It's not scary at all. I mean, I, I remember back to, and something I wanted to say about this movie was like, I, I always felt like um, the first two Conjuring movies, what sort of freaked me out when I first saw the first one and in the second one was like, you can feel danger. Like it feels dangerous. And what, and especially when you, anytime you like actually, now this sounds, this is going to sound horrible out of context, but the way he like, the way the ghosts and um, like, they like don't care about hurting children. Mm. And as a viewer, you know, you're not like, that's the worst thing you can do is, you know, there's this scene in Conjuring 2 where the, the, the Valak, I guess, but the demon drops the main girl on her head, like out of her bed. Mm. And the way the sound design is and everything, it sounds like violent. Mm. And I, I mean, even rewatching, I was like, oh my God, like it, 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 it has this dangerous element. I feel like people could be really hurt. And I feel like you know, it's physical. The film feels physical. This had none of that. I didn't feel danger. I didn't feel scared. I felt nothing. And that's, wow. It's called The Conjuring. And that, and I'm right. saying that about it. Right. The, the, the first one was rated R just purely because it was that scary. The terror, right? right. And, I, and I think, you know, I'm saying danger. You know, terror is another one, a word for it. And I remember they, they said it's rated R because, you know, the uh, it was called sequence, or, uh, Sequences of Terror. Uh and that's what I feel like. There was just not that. Like mm. it's just no. And then again, okay, so it's not scary, but maybe it has good camera work. No, mm. I mean, it's just nothing. It's just worthless. I mean, again, if I take away everything I just said, it's a serviceable movie. You could watch it and say, oh, that was fun. Sure. But what a disappointment. I mean, what a horrible disappointment. You were more enthusiastic. About Army of the Dead. Yeah, I had more to say about Army of the Dead than Conjuring Three, and that is not good because I didn't, I didn't really like Army of the Dead, but I had fun with it. Right. This, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you know, if you don't want to be like a great story, at least be scary. I mean, right. you could have, okay, Annabelle, the first film, that movie's not good, but it has like that elevator sequence, mm-hmm. shit that's fucking scary as fuck in that movie. 
So, you know, you can't be, and I've said this a lot, you know, you can't be boring. If a horror movie is boring, that's probably the worst sin you can ever have. Is this the conjuring nail in the grave? No, hell no. Nail in the coffin. No, no, no. You think we're going to get multiple sequels and spinoffs still? Yeah, I do. I mean, this. Or do you think they're back at Warner Brothers going? Well, I don't know what the hell they're doing at Warner Brothers. Maybe this is the end, guys. No, I don't think so at all. It made money. Oh. I mean, here's the thing, Eric. The only things that make money at the box office now are superhero movies and horror movies. Mm. So if they have a name that says The Conjuring on it, they're going to want to make more of those. Because mm. nothing makes money except superhero movies and horror movies. So uh, I'm looking at you, Dune, because mm. I'm worried about that. I can't wait for Dune, but that's not going to make money. It's mm. not. It's just it's not going to. It's not. Why? Uh, you know, it's going to be another Blade Runner 2049 situation. Yep. And same director. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you know? Uh, can't fucking wait for that, by the way. But um, yeah, I don't know. Fucking what else, Eric? Conjuring Devil maybe do it. Who gives a fuck? Let's let's rank the films that we saw in theater. Absolutely. Okay. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, a Quiet Place Part 2. Is number one. Number two for me would be uh, Army of the Dead, then Spiral, and then Conjuring 3. Mine would be A Quiet Place Part 2, number one. Uh, Spiral, number two. Army of the Dead. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Army of the Dead, number three. And Conjuring 3, number four. Wow. Never thought I'd hear Keegan say it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's I, hope I, they don't give him a third Conjuring film, huh? Yeah, and I, you know... We don't like to shit on stuff here. Well, maybe I do, but I feel I, I no, actually. We well, I actually sort of feel bad because it's not. I'm not blaming this Michael Chavez. I don't know who he is, but uh, you know he directed the worst spinoff movie that's now apparently not a spinoff movie, mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't know if you wanted to give this to somebody, you know, give it to David Sandberg or even the guy that was doing fucking Annabelle Comes Home, and for it to be just this whimper of nothing. You know, you've got these two actors that are beloved that, you know, how many more of these are they going to want to make? Probably a lot because they get money from them. But, you know, I don't know. What a dis- I, I, How about this? Just to sort of wrap up for me, what a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just an absolute disappointment for sure. This did not have to be like amazing, but it couldn't be boring. And it was fucking boring. I didn't give a fuck. Me and Ben walked out of it. We're like, well, I guess whatever. Um, anything, Ben, you can remember? To, uh, that you want to throw in, I'll say on here. Conjuring 3. It was only good because of... Yeah, ben, Ben's saying, yeah, he agrees. He says it was only I'm good. I'm sorry, it wasn't only good. It's not good. Right. The only redeeming aspect. Right, he's saying the only redeeming quality of the movie is that it has characters we care about from other movies. Right. The Warrens. love for each other. Right. Yeah, there was an article that came out, and I've I've been saying this for a while, but an article came out for this one saying the Conjuring films have always been a love story. And I it's a great title for an uh, article. I agree. I love the parts of Conjuring 2 I love is like when by the time Patrick Wilson is like playing guitar and singing, you know, but I can't help falling in love with you. And uh, Let me ask you a question. Uh, Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It or Annabelle Comes Home? Oh, Annabelle comes home. Damn, that movie has scary scenes, Eric. That's the, lo- that, here's the that's the bar, right? That's the 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 low bar that I'm setting is it has to have scary scenes. Both 
both of the first Conjuring movies are two of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, Ben's... And this movie is literally not scary. Yeah, Ben's saying that the Conjuring films, the first two are the two of the scariest movies I've ever seen. And then this film just doesn't have a single scene that's scary. I mean, it's just... It actually... The reason I'm going on about it, it's quite remarkable. How did this happen? I, I want to know how that motherfucker got two Conjuring films. <laughs> <laughs> fucking New Line or Warner Brothers. Right. Or at Atomic Monster. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Let me say this. If this allows us to get an original film from James Wan, Malignant, then it's and, worth it. And it's awesome. Who gives a fuck about this? Because, All right. You ready? Yeah. Malignant or Last Night in Soho? E-Dog asking them hard questions. Which one's going to be better or which one do I want to see Which more? one are you more excited for? Well, we don't really know what Malignant looks like, so it's not a fair question. So right now, Last Night in Soho. Okay. If the trailer comes out for Malignant, that, that'll be a different question. But right now, I mean, also Edgar Wright, but man, James Wan. I mean, that's tough, dude, because that Last Night in Soho trailer, I tweeted like that gave me life. Like that, I wake up in the morning every day and go to work because of stuff like seeing last the trailer appear for last night in Soho. And it's that fucking awesome. Like I, I wake up in the morning for shit like that. Gotcha. I love movies, Eric. Me too. But you know what? I've been watching too many and we can, uh, stop. You gotta start skating doc. We got it. We can cut this off at any time. Uh, I've been doing a lot of gaming. A lo- whoa, whoa, hey, you've been doing a lot of what? Gaming. Okay. Uh, I played through Resident Evil 7 and 8 back to back. It's the first time I've ever played What did you think of through. Lady Dimitru? Uh, bigger titties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the first time I've ever played through a Resident Evil uh, video game. I've never played through one. Uh, I don't. Seven is. Contrary to what you may think, I don't really play horror games. Uh, uh, I play shooters and I play Fortnite. Oh, man. Once we hit stop on this podcast, I got so many questions to ask you about something very specific. Uh, Holy shit. What a tease. What a tease. Holy shit. Resident Evil 7 was fucking terrifying. Those first like eight hours. And then I thought the new one was like a big spectacle, big set pieces, but I'm into both of those things. So yeah. I had a great time with both of those games. I hear that's what happens with those games is they, they, they'll do a scary one and then they'll do a big made for everybody one and then do a scary one. What else? That was it? You had nothing else? Uh, in terms of gaming, no. That's okay. what I've been. Why are you saying gaming that? like that? Am I saying it weird? Yeah. G- game? I've been playing video games. <laughs> Yeah, there's almost a pause in the middle. Gaming. 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 I've been playing. I've, I've been gaming. That sounded. Yeah, I heard it that time, too. Huh. Well, you can't win them all, Eric. Can't win them all. I'm can't bullshit a bullshitter. Um, I think that's it, right, okay. for this podcast. We've been droning for we this definitely last have. half hour. I hope that this sort of I, – I know I always say stuff like this, but I hope that uh, anyone enjoyed this out there on the planet. We, we hope you. we didn't cause you to blow your brains out right. while fucking listening to us. Brian Scott, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I do want to say, because I don't want to forget, Andrew Sierra. Thank you for letting us use your podcast equipment. Yes. Is he still around? I don't know. You haven't talked to him recently? Hit us up, Andrew. Oh, you guys don't work together anymore, huh? At the uh, Quality Inn? It's been two years, Eric. Oh. I've I've had my job that I have now for two years. Wow. Yeah, how's the uh, Postal Reserve going? Time is flying. You know what, dude? It was fucking tight. For the longest time, because there were so many part-time employees that I wasn't asked to do anything extra. Nice. And, and Eric, let, let me say something about Eric that you may not know. He does not like to be 
doing asked to do anything extra. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. It was uh, the my main supervisor. She currently went on leave, and there's a woman who uh, is filling in for her. So my supervisor's taking her around the office, introducing her to everybody. And do you know how she introduces me to this woman? The guy that doesn't do anything? He doesn't want to do anything extra. Ah! And I was like, damn. She's fucking right. So, But you're in the union, right? I'm not in the union. And so what was tight was uh, if my route was projected to go over eight hours, I got to give that fucking part away. There'd be times where I was giving away two fucking hours of my route. How? Because they'd give it to one of the part-time people to do. Wow. So now it's the opposite. Now those numbers are dwindling. Nobody wants to stay at the fucking USPS. And the other fucking day, uh, I was done with my route at 4.30, got back to the office. They gave me another three hours to do. Holy shit. Because someone went home and I had to go help on that route. Yeah, well. And it was just like, man. So it started your to suck answer again. is not good. Yeah, my answer. You, you were almost quitting like six months ago. I'm always almost quitting. Yeah, you're on the brink. At any moment, you could pull that. Well, uh, click that button. Yes, and and uh, take your escape hatch. My my answer was it good, and now it's not right. So, well, good luck, Eric. Thanks for Doug. your future. I hope I see you someday soon. Good luck and good night. Farewell, Abita. Say goodnight. Thank you for listening to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. And with that, that's it. We're done. Uh, we hope we see you someday soon. Eric, where can you find us? Rattle it. Rattle you, it. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, T Public at Ghoul Squad FM. Keegan's at Keegsta on Twitter. I'm at Eric Cruz. One, three, eight. And uh, what's your uh, tagline now? I have a tagline? Yeah, your caption or whatever the hell you were calling it earlier. Uh, teenage creature on the side <laughs> of Satan. An old friend of the Christie's. And with that, uh, we hope to see you someday soon. Uh, I hope your family is doing well. We love you all. And goodbye from the Bull Squad. Thanks for listening. Move your hands up, 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 move your h